right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another edition of the No Laying Up Live show presented by High Noon. We are, uh, TC and I are here in the doghouse. Woof, woof. We got the sun shining brightly in our eyes. We're looking out at Cypress Point. What a week this was. What a day. Charlie Hull. Yeah, we'll talk about Allison Corpus, but Charlie Hull reaffirmed like life for me that was awesome yeah it really was complete flusher reminded me of my guy tommy (laughs) including coming up just short uh joining us all the way from florida mr chris solomon solly thanks for hopping on and being a part of this how are you guys i wish i could have been there all week with you i had huge fomo all week long i feel like i'm currently looking at two different composite sketches of db cooper uh with you guys here with your with your shades on absolutely stunting on me but uh, pleasure of a week. Enjoyed watching it. Enjoyed following along with all of your guys' coverage. Waking up to a show every morning uh, was fantastic. Alison Corpus, legendary performance. Lot to get to today, Big. Lot to talk about. I'm excited. Yeah, and let's get into it. Before we do, I, I mentioned uh, want to thank High Noon. If you are a tequila lover, who is Solly, never, I know you are. I would we know you're a tequila lover. And you're never satisfied with malt-based hard seltzer offerings. You're gonna love the new. High Noon Tequila Seltzer. And guess what, folks? They're now available nationwide. I'm going to grab one here. A little lime. A little lime action. Margarita. Um, Made with real tequila and real juice. Clean finish. Speaking of juice. There we go. Had to get it open. Juice's birthday. Sally, your birthday this past weekend. Do you have some High Noons? Did have some high noons. Did have some tequila as well, uh, te- and some tequila high noons. This actually a fair amount was flowing through the Solomon household this weekend. So, well, I said clean finish because it's made with real blanco tequila, hundred calories, gluten free, no added sugar. High noon tequila seltzer is available in four bright, crisp flavors: strawberry, lime, grapefruit, and passion fruit. Strawberry, it's a fresh, juicy, sweet strawberry flavor and fruit finish. Uh, Huju Kim had a strawberry in the bottom of her bag today. She, <laughs> you know, maybe she's a fan of those. Lime, a burst of fresh citrus notes and aroma. Grapefruit, a complex blend of grapefruit and fresh citrus flavors. And passion fruit, a hint of tropical mm. flair and real passion fruit flavor. High noon is great for any occasion under the sun, and there's no better time than summer to try High Noon Tequila Seltzer. Look for High Noon Tequila Seltzer on Drizzly at your local convenience store or liquor store or visit highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. Sincerely thank High Noon for being a wonderful partner of our live shows this year. And uh, yeah, cheers, boys. Like I said, TC, this was a hell of a week. Codeman, he's running the ones and twos over here. He'll pop in. We had an awesome time out here in Pebble. And I think, um, well, I want to ask you guys, Allison Corpus, it was a really, really, really good performance today. And I know she might not be the winner some people want. You know, she's she's shy. She's not the most charismatic person. But, man, her play was, was deserving. And 
I think we start there. I, I mean, all credit to her. She she went out and she did the damn thing. I don't I don't know what else there is to say, really. Only player in the field under par all four rounds. At par or under par all four rounds. 69, 70, 71, 69. Uh, even they got warned for slow play today, and she didn't bat an eye. She just kept on, you know, sped up a little bit, but didn't affect her. The birdie on 14, I thought was exceptionally impressive. Mm-hmm. And then backs it up on 15 and just stuffs it in there. It was like there was no no chance of that tournament slipping away from her. Even after, you know, 17 was playing really tough for the ladies. We can get to that. But, Sally, what do you think? I think if you are a competitive golf coach uh, at any level, a team, a high school team, a college team, a, if you coach individual professional players, up-and-coming players, I would rec- have find a recording of this performance, final round performance, and replay that for whoever you are teaching. Like if you want to see the proper U.S. Open demeanor, it was Allison Corpus today. I mean, there was not a change in her facial expression probably until the 17th hole. She finally smiled after striping yet another five iron directly at the pin. There was no uh, change in her tempo, maybe maybe to a flaw at some point of uh, them falling a hole behind at one point. I, I don't know if I could if I could compliment that exactly, but the routine stayed exactly the same. There was no deep breaths. There was no like this moment's too big. There was no, none of that. Everyone we if you watch a lot of this golf tournament this week, we saw everybody fuck up. Like at some point, everybody did something really dumb. Everybody made a critical mistake. And you, she made it look so easy, but when you've seen the context, when you have the full context of everyone we've seen fall apart, Nasa played an incredible tournament, absolutely fell apart on the back nine today. Rose never got anything going. G.I. Shin like, had an incredible bailout into the ocean, or she might have won this hole, uh, won this tournament. Uh, if she didn't do that on the eighth hole. Allison Corpus was that today. And uh, I mean, I was listening to your guys' show this morning in the gym. You're talking about who's going to win. And I think even Friday night, I was like, dude, it's Allison. It's her. Like, it's totally her. And she just emphatically put her foot on everybody's throat in the nicest possible and way. We've mentioned her name, you know, half a dozen times this year of like, hey, another like solid yeah. top 10 for Allison Corpus. You know, it kind of reminded me of when Gary Woodland won here, where yeah. it just wasn't yeah. like he just wasn't missing shots. Like, I know she bogeyed, she bogeyed 18 both Friday and Saturday. And that was kind of the one mm-hmm. spot where I was like, all right, like those weren't great shots, but then, you know, even like hitting driver today on 18, it was like slamming the door. We were all like, I, oh wish my I, God, was- I can't believe she's hitting driver. Uh, how would you guys play eight? If you have a three shot lead in a tournament at Pebble beach on the 18th hole, how would you play the hole? It would not, I would not be pulling driver. Jazz, I'd be hitting it into a, a whale's a blow ago. hole. Yeah. I mean, hit like six iron, right? Just, just, playing a shorter club out to that like right short fairway area. Um, but it was like when you've hit 85% of your fairways on the season, <laughs> I guess it's a little easier to pull to pull driver in that situation. And and you got that low, like just low bullet shot in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to say, so a couple of things. I thought Jordan Perez, who has been out here all week with us, she's, She's writing tonight. She's not on the show. She's, she's, uh, I believe, going to write up a piece about Charlie Hall, which I'm really excited for. But she had a piece on Allison Corpus that came out this morning, kind of setting the stage for today's round. And one of the quotes from Allison in that piece was, I'm quoting Corpus now, I honestly still need to get a little bit more comfortable, I think, in contention. 
So that's really been the focus this year, just really trying to put myself into that spot and then hopefully learn how to convert as it keeps happening. And that's exactly what, I mean, we saw her tied for the lead after the third round at Chevron back in April. She came up short. She saw it 74 that day. But man, she she's a quick learner because today was rock solid. It, it Again, it was impressive. And the other point I want to make out of this is I think Jordan's piece does a really good job. Yes, this was her first LPGA win. Yes, obviously her first major. But she's not like a fluky winner. She's not from out of nowhere, Tron, as you said. You know, we've we've been mentioning her a bunch this year. This has been slowly progressing. And it, it's been a culmination. It's never been sexy. It's never been flashy necessarily. But she has just been steadily getting better ever since she was at USC. And even you know, before that, like she played, uh, I was talking to a friend who used to work for AJGA. Like she's played in like, almost as many top shelf like invitational AJGA events or like the cream, you know, that's the cream of the AJGA. She played in like three or four dozen of those yeah. along the way, like a lot of reps, a lot of learning how yeah. to compete, how to win. It's, you know, sometimes kind of like Willie Vu, it's a slower simmer. Right. 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 So yeah, Solly, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll play the over under game, of course, a little bit further down. We have the road. reached out to Neil. We've reached out to Neil asking for his answer for uh, how many majors. What's the over under for uh, Allison Corpus? Oh, he has set the the number at uh, over under at four and a half majors for Allison Corpus. <laughs> I don't. I can't tell if this is a bit from him or not. I don't. I don't know if he if he's just fucking with us at this point, but. Uh, I would think the over-under is probably like one and a half, right? right? I mean, it, it, would, yeah. it would undermine this achievement to, to like make it higher than that, right? This was an incredible achievement, and this was very, very, very hard to do despite the fact that she made it. It was a easy. perfect course for her, and she's 25. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like – and I'll, I'll go back. I, I inflated her AJGA numbers a little bit. She played in 21 AJGA Invitationals, but four-time All-American AJGA – Two-time AJGA winner, 16 top fives, 40 tournaments played. That's a pretty illustrious and listen, junior career. She, in kind of, you know, a, a great nod to symmetry with Michelle Wee saying goodbye to the game this weekend. She broke Michelle Wee's record for being the youngest to ever qualify for a U.S. Women's Amateur Pub Links. She was 10 years old. I mean, she was, she was, she was a prodigy, right? A, a lot of these girls, they, they have immense junior talent, junior success. But yeah, she got to college. And again, it, she never won an individual national title, but she had a good career. She just kept getting better. She came out. Uh, she earned her card in Q series the, the year she graduated. And last year was her rookie year on tour. She finished within the top 60 in the race for the CME Globe. Didn't win, had a runner-up, had had a handful of other really good finishes. You know, it was, it was a good, solid rookie season, not setting the world on fire. And so you, you turn the page to 2023, and she's been in the hunt, near the top of leaderboards, staying, playing really steady, good golf. And, yeah, we get to a U.S. Open where it seems like a traditional U.S. Open winner is somebody that is just steady and can be present and doesn't, you know, isn't overwhelmed by the moment, isn't jittery. And that was her today. I mean, I 
I really like this win. I don't think this is a bad winner. I hope other people don't think this is like a quote unquote bad winner or disappointing no. winner. I, I think she's very deserving. Not not a bad winner, but not like the storyline that's going to hook people into women's golf. I think is probably a fair yeah, place to. That's fair with that. for sure. Yeah. And, it was, and it wasn't a great leaderboard behind her either. It's not like there was some other aside from Charlie, of course. Which, which I can't make sense of. I, I've heard you guys talk about it all week. I, I can't really make sense of. I thought Pebble was a good, not great setup and good, not great test. Incredible venue and 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 obviously elevated this event in a way that we've never seen before. But I, I haven't really been able to make sense of the, of how many how few like top ten players in the world were even remotely in the mix this all week, like from the jump. Listen, I think if anybody can definitively make sense of that, uh, would love to have, invite yeah. him onto the show. <laughs> I mean, that was that was certainly the talk of the tournament, especially those first couple of days. It was like, wow, I, like Jin Young Ko, I cannot believe she's playing this poorly. You know, Nelly, we knew she was hurt. She still might be battling some stuff. I got some information for you for Jin Young Ko. I guess she injured her shoulder. Uh, in uh, up in Jersey at Baltusrol, that's the issue. So she got mm. a hurt wing. She came down, spent all that time last week. All those oysters. What we said was she was playing tons of practice rounds. She was actually getting a ton of rehab done. Mm. So she's injured. She knew she wanted to play this event. She was she was she was injured, not hurt. Very much an injured okay. situation. So trying to she's, to figure it a out. A lot before of injuries starting the, to pile which, up. That's the bummer. And, well, and I was gonna say for for some of the top players, Nelly, Lilia Vu, it's. Yeah, it's a shame. But Solly, point taken. I think we're going to let's discuss the the LPGA major situation because I think that's a very interesting conversation. Um, a few other things LPGA, on Allison in, Corpus. In, yeah. In short, LPGA has got a parody problem. And we'll, 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 I think, and we'll get to that if you'll allow me. So, you know, I like my, uh, is it shots gained or strokes gained? It's it's strokes, but big. You're learning. I don't want to. I don't want to put up any barriers to entry for you getting deep into this statistical game. I I, I wake up every morning just smiling, hearing you host the show, just falling back on strokes game yeah. to give us all that perspective. I just I made me made no, me so we're, happy. We're out there getting no, eyes on these. Players. We're, we're validating. Sorry. Yeah, we're validating. Our scouts are out there, and then we're coming back and we're we're analyzing and, and putting the data <laughs> well, against how's the, how's our the fund doing? scouting reports. How's that? How's the Vision Fund doing uh, this year? You know, this year, over a over a rolling twenty-four <laughs> month period, you got to zoom out. Rushing. You got to yeah. take a real macro, yeah. broad view. You know, Neil's Neil's pimping a, a top inputs. ten Ludwig play that he thinks is is awesome. You know, we we have higher expectations for Ludwig than a top ten. We do, we do. But Thank TC, you. as 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 Ludwig fans, we'll get there. I, I, yeah. Well, so I was gonna say in the fourth round today, Allison. Plus 1.75 strokes gained uh, approach, which is phenomenal. Which that, uh, like our eyes saw that, it validates what our eyes saw. And then putted the hell out of it. Plus 2.64 strokes gained putting. I mean, just a great formula. And again, she doesn't miss fairways. So, yeah, it's like, where was she going to make a big mistake? After she got off the tee on 9 and 10, it's kind of like, all right. Like, I don't know. That's where Pebble a little bit doesn't do it for me is like once you get through that stretch is so good and then you get through like i don't know like even like 11 is even cool and then after that i'm kind of like all right time to buckle down for this slog from 12 to 17 you know 
Yeah. It, it the interesting part of it was at least that it was into the wind and I thought we'd see more yeah. higher scores on the back nine on Saturday and Sunday and we didn't. I mean they adjusted the tees. I thought it was still a good test but um it just was not set up for a whole lot of excitement on that back nine and uh I'll, I'll tell yeah, you what. The, the the women did not play anywhere near the wind that I had to brave. <laughs> I thought we were sold a bill of goods on some of the wind forecasts. I know. I know. <laughs> TC, weren't you the one selling it? No, the, well, the National Weather Service and the model. Okay. The USGA as well um, were selling it. So, you know, I, I'm, listen, I can only work with my suppliers. <laughs> right? Right, right. We're only as good as the people around us. Yeah. And and they're, they're you know, I'm parsing through. I, I can evaluate my suppliers, but I can't change my suppliers mid-tournament. Right. Um, I, I'll say the other thing, you know, from talking to Beth Ann Nichols through the years, she makes a good point, and whether I like it or agree with it or not, I don't think it matters. I, and honestly, we're starting to see it on the men's side with the USGA. They haven't sought to embarrass players um, enough, enough for well, your state. enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say really at all, but certainly enough. And I think that's especially true on the women's side. And, and Beth Ann's point that she's told me through the years is, listen. The, the U.S. Women's Open is one of the prime opportunities to get a lot of new eyeballs on the game and on these women. And it just doesn't serve the long-term interests of the sport to just make them look bad. And Seven players broke par this week. Yeah. I thought difficulty level was there. I, I really thought so. I agree. It, 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 especially seeing the the trajectory that the women hit it and their spin rates like that was freaking tough that really was greens were plenty firm uh god randy between the stats and lotting the <laughs> USGA, i don't i don't want to i don't want to say i'm lotting team. them i want to say i under i can understand their approach i don't it wouldn't be the approach i chose you know i don't have to like it but i understand it i think the the setup could have been better on 18 could have been more variety on 18. 18 was not all that dynamic. And 17. I yeah, thought. I think 17 as well. I was glad they moved it up on 14. I thought 14, when you give them the option there, it actually plays mm -hmm. tougher because you get up closer to the green. Mm -hmm. um, I thought they could have moved four up one of the days and played that as like a two, you know, there's a box there, like move it up to 260. Or, right. You know, um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, there's plenty of, gripes i have with pebble we we don't need to do that tonight <laughs> gentlemen i have some you talk about setup you talk about getting out there doing a little recon that we did we had it dialed all week but we also had a man on the ground guy who's on the ground every week during major championships that's kevin van valkenberg we have him dialing in now you guys want to bring him in yet yeah bring him in water's right. warm come KBB. on cody are you over at cyprus right now <laughs> i am What's up? <laughs> not a lot of film out there. You're not a lot of film at uh, Hello, fellas. How are you? Excellent. How are you? Good. I am fabulous. Uh, just got done out uh, hanging out with uh, Allison Corpus. Uh, good, uh, decent press conference. It was a little bit like uh, getting blood from a stone <laughs> to get some interesting things from her, but we worked it, I think, pretty well. You know, it's a lot of uh, teamwork amongst the media to get her to tell some stories about herself. Um, you know, I think the thing, my big takeaway from this week is, I, I said this actually one of the shows earlier, but it's worth repeating that I was walking with Nellie Corda earlier this week and she sort of whispered to her caddy at one point, I am so tense, I cannot calm down. And I think that was kind of true of a lot of the top players. They want this so bad 
that it sort of was hard for any of them to relax, whether it was Jin and Co or Nelly or Lexi. Like the US Open means so much to them. And to Allison's credit, she was the one person who was basically like able to keep calm and be a stone cold killer throughout. So that's why she won ultimately. I, th- I think that's a fantastic point. And I think just adding to that, the first time they've ever been at Pebble Beach, I, I think it was just a, even a heightened, you know, winning a US Open any year is is going to make you nervous and tense. But when you come to an iconic venue, it's the first ever playing here for the women. I can see where, you know, we, we talk about in other sports when athletes just kind of want it too much, right? And, and they tense up and they they get away from what makes them great. I I absolutely buy that for at least part of a reason why we didn't see some of those big names maybe. Yeah, I mean, think about like the we were talking a lot this week whether it was on camera or off about what majors at women's you know golf mean a lot whether the avion is like a fake major or not but i think you can put the u.s women's open well above like all the others it is their masters their you know everything combined and that there's all dream of winning this tournament and the fact that it was a pebble elevated even further so i think the pressure on all that i mean i i always think about when people were picking rory to win at port rush i was like i don't think you quite understand like rory's dna like it's the that's the exact opposite of the place where he could sort of figure out because he's too he's emotional he, he carries with that stuff and i think a lot of women were sort of feeling that this week of like oh my god it's pebble i want this one forever so. yeah well you, you mentioned allison's press conference uh <laughs> there's jordan Jordan, I thought I thought your piece this morning was was bang on. I thought it provided great context, and we were speaking earlier about you know this is a. I hope she can hear you. Oh, you, you I'm going to tell, tell her what she can hear. So keep translate going. for us. I'll, I'll translate for you. Just, just tell her well done, and we we really hope to read a, a Charlie Hall piece. And she we can also stunt on. And us we apologize. Sure. We yeah. formally apologize for not believing in Allison. <laughs> Uh, but we also we need a, a formal apology for her. Real quick <laughs> on Benedetta Morescu. What's Marescu. the question here? Jordan, they would like you to either apologize or defend Benedetta Morescu as uh, like uh, low am the low am this, this week. Is, uh, you guys are doing her dirty here. This is tough. Benedetta, I respect the comeback. Uh, I do apologize. I don't want the Benedetta mob to come after me. Oh. The Italian, um, and so you're both mob you know, I, I understand. I was really bullish what, on the mob actions going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. She can't hear you guys. Apology accepted. Let her go. Apology accepted. Let's for before we let Jordan go. That just biggest takeaway from this week, like you know, obviously historic uh, venue, historic moment. Uh, Allison is someone who you have, I think, better insight. I mean, you were the one of the few people who has talked to her previously, who kind of knows her well enough to follow her whole career. Like, what'll be your big takeaway from this week? I think this this was career changing, right? Obviously. And so I think she's worked for this moment for an extremely long time. She always had the game. I think the conviction took a lot longer. And there was a point that this almost never happened. Like she almost, you know, very much contemplated not turning professional. And so I think, you know, against such an incredible test of golf like she came out and got it done and that's going to speak volumes towards you know whatever legacy she ends up creating and this is so good for American golf too I mean I I know Allison can be a little shy in the pressers on the mic kind of thing and I noticed that she was really overcome with so much emotion and was pretty overwhelmed but I I think this was a huge confidence boost this was this means so much to her I mean really had kind of a late 
not, I don't want to say breakout. There was definitely some ebbs and flows in her amateur career, but I think this kind of reassures the decision that she made. And it's, it's really powerful. Truly. Bang up job, Jordan. This yes. Appreciate you. All Thank right. you, Jordan. Uh, one thing I just followed up with, with Jordan, I, I think it's such a good, she talked about it was good for American golf. Allison is one of the few like really thoughtful uh, Americans out there who follow, who has like a, a big breadth of life. Like she's, she's has two degrees. She's willing to sort of speak out on issues that are bigger than golf. And supply I think chain. Yeah, so definitely. We should get her on the trap draw to talk about this. One masters of supply chain management. Uh, We're looking so, for some weather suppliers, <laughs> uh, weather forecast I, suppliers. I think that's going to be a good thing going forward for our sake, for the media to have someone who is able to kind of speak to bigger issues when they come up, whether it's, I don't know, Saudi money might be one thing that's uh, going to creep into more of the games game even more like be interesting to hear what she would have to say about that. Well, get your politics out of my sports. I know. KBB, come sorry. on. KBB, that kind of leads into something I wanted to ask you about in that. Listen, she's shy. And we know where she gets that from. I mean, her her father's uh, interview on 18 was just an electric factory. Um, And that's okay, right? People are who they are. I I guess my question is, I'm I'm really fascinated where and how we we make that distinction between Allison Corpus, oh my God, quiet killer, you know, kind of being in on that shyness, if you will. And Allison Corpus, oh, boring winner. Like, I didn't like this. You know, I, I, I'm really curious where we're going to fall out because I think leading into today, I don't think a lot of people, nothing against her, but I, I just think a lot of people weren't necessarily rooting for her as the winner because, you know, she, she maybe isn't going to give you a lot. And I, I'm just curious your thoughts. I think if you're, you're, personality is not effusive i mean i think we could say carefully comfortably say that she's like the opposite of charlie hall in terms of like their personalities that you need to win a lot right it needs to sort of be uh you know your ice cold killer kind of thing and so if allison is at a moment where she's going to continue to sort of be relevant in majors and that this season and overall i think has lends itself to that then that could be part of the sort of narrative of who she is of like hey i'm the one who holds my shit together uh, in the tough moments. I mean, I, I had a really interesting uh, sort of discussion with her caddy, uh, Jay Monahan, right after uh, the thing, an exclusive interview he, with Jay Monahan. Crazy, crazy times. Between the Randall Stevenson stuff, the yeah. return. I thought he wasn't back to work yet. I didn't get a chance to ask him about Randall resigning. So that was, I should have really I dropped the ball there. He won the caddy uh, award, which, you know, I did. think the caddy award should go to it, it it should be separated from who wins. I thought Charlie's caddy was fantastic. Yeah. He was. He was a top bloke. Uh, so he said when they talked about going on the clock, he said, "I, I look, I'm going to be really honest. I had to go to the bathroom really bad uh, after 11. And he was like, I had to run up the hill. He's like, this is the worst possible time, but I really have to go to the bathroom. And so he ran back to the tee or whatever. She's between five and six iron. They had already sort of, you know, had be behind the group in front of them. She backed off because the wind died down and the USJ person came over and said, hey, you're on the clock. If it happens again, you're going to get a stroke penalty. And he said, I did not know that. Like, I, I got to be honest, like I went on the LPJ, we get fined for, you know, a bad time. And so he was like really sort of shook at that moment. He's like, that was the moment when we were both really feeling the pressure. She hits a pretty good shot there in two putts. And he was like, after that happened. I was finally able to relax. I was like, we got this. Because if she could sort of overcome that, then we're fine. 
And I thought that was kind of a cool thing. They're the ones who handled like the adversity in that moment of, you know, in the final round, that was the one kind of moment of like, holy crap, we could become a huge story here. If we get docked to penalty. Evan, uh, speaking of Guys, huge stories, there's so much pizza that just had entered the media center <laughs> behind you. Like, Oh my God. It's little Nero's, sir. <laughs> have your pizzas. Yeah. Last, last year's open, I wasn't eating any carbs and eating pizza. And, uh, now I don't know. I might have to get to dive into that later. So, um, with my luck, I'm sure this will be something cultural that I that I'll will offend somebody in some way. We got we got to settle on one way to spell Allison because this is not it. A L L I S E N. I can't do it. I can't. It auto corrects me every time I try to type it. Uh, let's let's all get on the same page here and say we can't spell we Allison. Need to, this we way. need to standardize Allison. We need to standardize Megan. We need to standardize Caitlin. Possibly Jeff. Um, no, like, like yeah, we. But this yeah. is like the third way to spell it, and like two ways is fine, but three ways is that we we cannot have that. We cannot we need to standardize Philip one L or two, Colin one L or two. Sadly, I had Allison with a with a YSL in the Solomon baby pool, so I guess I lost. YSL, YSL, that'd be a great a great ode to to current events. Yeah, slimy. Uh, well, KVB, yeah. I know anything else you want to impart on us before you get busy writing Charlie Hole. Tell us about Charlie Hole. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a brief moment when I thought, uh, that Charlie was going to, uh, really just keep slamming the accelerator down. She just got her driver's license recently. So that's, uh, seems relevant. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I thought, you know, I got to go follow her because this is, could be a really kind of cool iconic thing. And I was right there on 18 when she hit that shot and, and she and her caddy, sorry, the, the first shot of the drive, she didn't catch. thought, oh, it's perfect. No big deal. You go up there, sitting at the bottom of the tree. And I thought it was really cool that she was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go for it. And she ripped a three-wood. Remember, you could hear the crowd be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I know it sort of peeled left into the bunker there, but I thought that was kind of awesome. You know, it wasn't quite the tanimal uh, and the cat sort of ripping it on the green, but, you know, she could have protected the money or there or whatever. She could have, you know, figured, but she decided, I'm going for this, and uh, I think that was kind of a cool indicative moment. Of she almost pulled it off. She is, yeah, she really almost did. And uh, I, I mean, Jordan's going to write a, I think a, a really great uh, Charlie Hull thing, and that will probably be the start of the story because that was such a cool moment. She, well, she delivered the line of the tournament, standing there under the tree. She said, "Shy kids don't eat sweets or don't get that's sweets." That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't get. Wasn't close enough for that. So that's awesome that she yeah. said that. Yeah, which I will say, shy kids also do get the U.S. Women's Open trophy because they can buy a lot of sweets. Lot of sweets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, last question before we uh, before you go, KV, your daughter was out there for you this week, and uh, I, I just was kind of curious. I don't know. I I haven't listened to all. I haven't gotten to all the hours of the show this week. If you've talked about it, forgive me. But uh, what what was ex- that experience like? What was her takeaway from from being on site at Pebble and watching that up close? I mean, just truly like an all time. Uh, week for me uh she has been wanting to go to uh, the women's u.s open for i mean i for her 10th birthday i said you know i i don't want to give you a thing i want you to experience something so you pick anything that you want to go to and we'll go to it and you know her older sister picked a taylor swift concert you know (laughs) when that happened for her and and keegan picked uh the women's u.s open and i was like okay we're gonna go to pine needles and she was like nope we're going to pebble that's what i want and i mean i you probably people who have heard me have probably heard me talk about her a bunch and I, I probably talk about her too much but she's uh you know she means the world to me and our relationship with golf means a ton to me and so sorry to get emotional but it was just awesome it was awesome to get to you know be able to give her a chance to meet rosang and to, lydia co comes up to us you know the first day we're here and it's like hey 
do you want to walk with me? And so she's walking with Lydia Ko and Lydia's like, I love your freckles. You know, I wish, I wish I had freckles like you. And for an 11 year old girl to hear that from you know, someone who's an icon in golf and someone who she's known for years is just, it's really cool. She's and been so awesome to hang out with this week. She's, she's a fun hang. And, uh, I'm just, I'm really grateful <laughs> yeah. that I got to do this with her. And, uh, you know, did, Kat, uh, she's, just means a she's lot. a great, did, she's did, a great, great Beckham? kid. She's been nothing but additive. And honestly, I don't know how she does it. Cause she's been walking out there more than we have. <laughs> she's a trooper, man. She was at dinner last night. Like we're all exhausted. I'm like, I don't know how she's not falling asleep in the pizza. She birdied seven at the hay. Yeah, she did, Bertie. So we got to play the hay. Uh, she's, you know, she plays a ton at home. She she loves it. She was like, I think we're gonna play somewhere tomorrow. Uh, and she, <laughs> she's she's. It's funny because she has watched the short game a hundred times, and she watched the Stanford documentary. You know, and so Rose is like one of her heroes and stuff. And so for her to see Amari Avery, who is very much emotional, like she is on the course, was kind of funny because she was like, "All right, Dad, I get it. Like you're always telling me, like." can you just like enjoy the game and chill and I'm stomping around and stuff. And so I was trying to get her to come on the live show earlier. Cause she was lit. She's literally been writing a story about her experience uh, this week of coming to the tournament and stuff. And so she was like, dad, dad I got kind of stuck on it. And I was like, I'll help you. That happens a lot to writers, you know, <laughs> it just, you get jammed up and stuff. And um, no, it's been, it's so awesome. I mean, it, the USGA was incredibly cool to basically say, yeah, like we're, you know, we know you've been around enough majors that you're not going to, have her running out in the middle of the green and stuff like she's gonna be behave like herself. Monica's kid. Yeah, <laughs> she. That's funny because earlier this week, Keegan was like, "Dad, that's Will." Like I, I recognize him from the PNC. That's that's Will so McGee or whatever. And I was like, "Oh wow, I, you recognize people that I don't even." So uh, it's just been super cool, and I, I'm really grateful. It'll, it'll it's an all timer of a week for me. So Kevin, I'm I'm so upset that you guys didn't let me get in the the after the the emotional uh, family tie to Pebble Beach didn't let me get my line in of if you saw Macklemore out there. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I've tried like eight times. I'm busy like weeping here here the thing and you know yeah. So Kevin, That's we all we all recognized so out here how cool it was an experience for for you to be with her and 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 see it through her eyes there. And she's such a great little girl. Uh, but also ultimately like TC and I talked about this as well. And I posted something yesterday on my Instagram story of like how great you are with her. And I think you are exactly what a lot of fathers that are out there who have young kids who are super into sports, you're doing it the right way. You're not forcing anything on it. You're letting them explore uh, and go about it their own way. And the birdie that she had on the hay was so cool because she talked about it all night long. What golf ball did she use when she got that birdie? Titleist. Uh, that's right. She, she yeah, got that's a right. Titleist. This Stop. podcast is brought to you by Titus, the number one ball in golf. <laughs> the choice of the 78th United States Open women's champion, Allison Corpus. Corpus etched her name in history by ball striking her way around Pebble Beach with her Titleist Pro V1. She gained the majority of her shots on the field this week. With her approach shots, led the field in birdies, and was the only player to shoot under par in each of her four rounds. Total of 105 TC players this week at Pebble Beach played the Pro V1 or the Pro V1X golf ball. 105 out of 156. That's right. Those are good numbers, That's which wild. was more than six times the nearest competitor. Corpus added her name to the list of USGA champions alongside US Open winner Wyndham Clark, who won his first major championship last month at LACC. 
using his Pro V1X, just like me. And me. Guy and here. me. That's right. Titleist, the number one ball in golf, the number one ball at the U.S. Open, the number one ball at the U.S. Women's Open, and wherever the biggest titles in the game are on the line. Thank you, you guys, Mr. Randy. You guys are- you guys are crying about KVV's uh, experience. I'm crying at Cody's Cody's uh, ad. His ad pivot. That was so good. I saw you. I, I saw you like five minutes ago. I went so way proud. past that. I got it in. I got it I'm in. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Keegan learned a lot of new words this week, too, <laughs> that she can take home to her friends. Oh, here she is right here. We can just have her pop on the live show to say, can you just say hi to everyone? Hi. Did you have fun this week, Keegan? It's all I want to know if you had fun this week. What definitely yeah. is it? Is anything that like? gonna stand out of the that you saw this week that was the coolest thing? Mm, all of the people and yeah, and the views. Yeah, mm. what was it like to meet Roseang and like to get to hang with her? It was really cool. <laughs> anything else that you'll remember and take away? Like that was uh, a, a memorable thing. How about your birdie on uh, at the hay the other day? Oh, yeah. We played the hay, and I birded the seventh hole. So cool. Let's go. She's going to tell mom. Dad let her stay up so late. He (laughs) ate so much candy. She watched all the bad TV in the world. Cody says, I let you eat too much candy and wouldn't watch bad TV. Uh Okay. All right. Thank you for popping on. Bye, Geeks. (laughs) One other thing was you you offer Keegan very grown-up, well-reasoned explanations for things. Thank you. Of like, like we're talking about, you know, a player. We're talking about an agent or somebody. And it's like, well, all right, Keegan. Like that person's actually like a really bad person. And <laughs> here's why. <laughs> you can't like this person. Uh, you'll love this. We were walking on the 14th hole today, and she says to me, "Dad, what is the trap draw? Like, I know it's the podcast, but like." what is a trap draw? And I was like, well, you know, it, it's a certain kind of shot that you hit when you sort of close the face down and you try and, and hit a kind of a low draw or a corner, but also like trap music is like a you know thing in the South. And, you know, there's this guy, Jeezy, who, you know, had, again, <laughs> okay, like, okay, uh, too far, yeah, right. too far. Let's get back to this here. <laughs> so I so, tried my best, you know, just give her the, yeah. give her the best, honest, honest, okay. we'll stop somewhere. In there, but All right. Uh, KVV, Cheers, man. Uh, thank you for not only writing up a storm this week, joining the live shows. Uh, thank you for getting a little personal there and sharing, you know, just how much this week meant to you, to your daughter. Uh, that's that's awesome stuff. Thanks, boys. We'll see you soon. All see right, you, Kevin. That's super Good cool. I feel like he, uh, Keegan understands probably a lot more what her father does for a living. Yeah. Which is a... yeah impactful cool thing i know i never got to go to any accounting conferences with my <laughs> old man i uh, <laughs> feel like i'm missing out there uh solly let's let's have that conversation i alluded to earlier um you have a note in our agenda about lpga major champions can you can you go over yeah. that yeah so this is the uh they said this on the telecast as, as they were going off the air but um this is the 20th different major championship winner in the women's side in the last 21 majors. That's that's wild. That's crazy. It is. What um, about real majors? I probably I, I'd have to decipher that. Okay. Uh, um, I, and I, I I'm just curious if you think that's a bad thing or a good thing or maybe it's very obvious. I, I think that's not a good thing uh, for a sport you know that's trying to market stars and they would say the same exact thing if it was the, the case on the men's side of you need people to like hoover up 
championships to like really move the needle or gain interest or and i i guess we've we've been in the like covering the women's game for five plus years now this is probably our sixth year doing it and like trying to come to terms with why it doesn't seem to be gaining a lot of steam and i think you can point to something like that as definitely being a factor in that i'm curious you guys that would be a problem if it was the men's game right if if for sure seamus power won a major and then (laughs) Takumi Kanaya. Why, why are you picking and, on the Irish? Because the Irish have been all over my DMs all week. But but I, I do want to say in those majors, there've been world-class players who've won. You know, it's it's not just no names that are winning. You just need a little bit of consistency and a little bit of you know context. And like everybody has less context with the P, with the LPGA tour than they do with the PGA tour. And it's also like it makes sense. It's a more global game, right? Like it's right. KLPGA yep. Japan you know, let all that. So I think that makes sense as well. It's a little bit more trifurcated almost, right? Yeah. I listen, Solly, I, I agree with you. You know, if, if you were to ask me what the best thing for the LPGA tour to gain momentum, to gain eyeballs, to gain traction in, in mainstream America with sports fans. Yeah. It's going to be a dominant player, right? It's going to be, for instance, an Ellie Corda going out and winning, you know, something like three out of five majors or four out of seven majors, something like that. I do think though, Tron, you, you, you alluded to it. Um, I think having more context around some of these players would certainly help uh, bring, bring these winners to life and to make some of these first time winners pop you know, I'm just thinking back, Runing Yin, right? She just won a couple weeks ago at KPMG. I mean, 20-year-old Chinese, she could be a superstar, right? We, right. we But it's her first win. Um, Lilia Vu, super talented American, won at Chevron in, in April. Again, it's it's a bummer that she's been injured since then, but we don't know over the next few years. Um Solid to your point, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of inconsistency there too. Like the floor for some of these ladies is so is so much lower than you would think it would be. And this is a that's, this, this week's a good great. example of it, right? Well, it just kind of feels like it, they're not no name winners. I'm not saying that, but it's we 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 preview these things, we talk about who's going to win, we make picks, and it just seems like almost every winner every week is a is a surprise in some way, right? But, and they're yeah. You know, Maybe that speaks to the depth and the talent of it, but it just is a, I don't know. It, I, it makes it a little harder for these I, I think, to I think jump. that's the optimistic case. What I think, honestly, is we're just not, you know, we're not fed the storytelling. We're not talking about these women, you know, the top 20, 25, 30 women consistently on Sunday nights, right? We're not seeing them in the prime broadcast windows on network television. Like, I do think a large part of this is a lack of coverage and storytelling that the women's game suffers from compared to the PGA Tour. It's funny, too. There's on the flip side of this, we also complain that there's there's not enough depth in the women's game. So you would think if you had all this parody that you'd have a ton of depth mm-hmm. and there's really not. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's like you have these. 40 to 50 players and we've just been picking out ping pong balls and we just keep picking out different ones. I, I think some of it's probably just plain old luck, right? Random variants. Um, we need some dogs though. 
We do. I also think venues matter, right? Getting to proper tests and, and setting up golf courses in a way that really identifies the best in the world. Now, granted, we know the best in the world this week. A lot of them uh, had flights home Friday night. So There's been some fluky winners at Pebble the last yeah. few majors, too. Yeah. Not fluky, but just, you know, off the wall, under the radar. Yeah. So I I think what we're all saying is I, I, I think it's a lot of things. I, and, and end of day, I agree. It's maybe not ideal for right now for the LPGA Tour, but I also am hopeful that when we get to 2026, 2027, and start looking back on this year, for instance, I'm hopeful like a Rooning Inn and a Lilia Vu will be factors over the next three, four, five years. Uh, but time will tell. Yeah, it just, I, I felt that way about, you know, Patty Tavitaniket when she won. I felt that way when Yuka Sasso won two years ago. When Nelly won the U.S. Women's Open two years ago, I felt that way for sure. Minji is the one name that has repeated on that list in the last 21 majors. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it just seems to come and go pretty quickly for for a lot of these players. And we just, we need somebody with a little bit of staying power. Like, it it just, that's where, like, having Brooks Kepka in majors over the last five years, six years in men's professional golf has has elevated things like it had yeah. we have somebody achieving like greatness and hall of fame level career right in front of us and it's like ah yeah. lydia man like two majors and you haven't won one since 2016 like that just and not real majors. just thinks yeah she's the, the fake majors well, so well, it's, it's it's something too you need like you want history you want favorites and you want un- and then the i feel like the underdogs mean more when, when, they're you, when you have down, favorites uh, yeah, and when you have yeah. that consistency at the top. For sure. You know. So, anyways. Um, uh, Randy, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you want to announce to the people who you'll be supporting in the Solheim Cup this year? TC, you and I are running it back from 2021. Team Euro, baby. The, 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 the United States team is, they're fucked. I mean, it's not even going to be close. Well, they pick up a good one in Allison Corpus. She's certainly a lock now to go to Spain. I think she was all but a lock before this week. But, yeah, you and I, we've we've been Euro diehards really since day one, TC, and I think we're going to take that over to, to Spain. We got, you know, Charlie Hall. I think this is a good segue to talk about a little bit of Charlie Hall. Uh, what a, let me just team. say, what a fun, fun round of golf. She had me... At, on the edge of my seat, I, I at one point went went out to heat a bowl of leftover pasta. <laughs> You're gonna say eat a bowl of something else, <laughs> and was running back to watch her play 14. Like it it was captivating. She was lashing at the ball. Those swings were incredible. She was rolling in putts. I she was just oozing confidence. And when when anybody gets into that state, it, it's it's electric television. You guys know I love Charlie. I love her Instagram account. I love her 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 cockiness. Her you know, uh, we we uh, they flashed her eagle up on the big board in the media center on two, and I'm like, all right, we got to get out to three. <laughs> we, we Cody, Andy Johnson, and I walk out to three. She she drains a putt there. She proceeds to birdie four, and then five. She had just a really like big bounce. I think uh, I think she 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 had her hand slapped a little bit. Exactly. Reach into it was that. like a heat, heat check, check cookie heat jar. And then six. Good she four. Had, she made a good four on five. That could have been a huge like that, number. They couldn't find the ball, and they, this really? this guy dressed up as like a red coat from the from the Revolutionary <laughs> War. 
like it was like a red coat mixed with Poulter, like ran out and like helped him find the ball. Uh, it was bizarre. And then and then she comes back. She birdies six, exceptional uh, second shot up there, and then hit a really good shot into seven. Um, awesome up and down on eight. Like really, really good up and down. Yeah. Birdie's 10, birdie's 11. Uh, God, she hit like just, just lashing her irons. That's lashing her putts too. She was banging them off the flag stick. Like it it was, it was a total ears pin back situation with like actual, like without like reckless golf being played. It was so good. I thought she was going to nail another birdie coming in. I really did. Yeah. I mean, like the shot into 14. I wish we had that one back. Sure. The second or the third shot into 14. And then I thought she like 15 need that one. And then 16, I thought he had a good was, putt on 15. Yeah. That was a great yeah. putt on 15. A really good second shot too. Uh, 16, kind of an unlikely birdie there. Even her, her, her iron into 17. That was such a tough shot. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody hit pulled that shot off. That was as good as you could have done today. Uh, and then 18 almost pulls it off and hit a good bunker shot. And, but even on 17, her, I mean, just, I, I loved her approach with her caddy. She's like, I'm, I mean, I'm pumped up right now. They're talking about club choices. She says that I'm pumped up. And then like, when she hits it, drives it under the tree on 18, pretty reckless play from 262. Like you're not getting there. Best case scenario, you run it up to the front fairway and you chip in for Eagle. Like I, I still support the play and appreciate it, but which, she gets which, under, me, she has, just, if she, I may, if I may underscore like the, the money on the, on the line this week million bucks yeah. it is it is really significant especially i think to the women that were in contention today i mean it's significant to anybody but very easily could have played it safe there and you know felt good about collecting a million dollars but instead she had one thought on her mind she wanted to go win the tournament she wanted to go in the tournament and then she's probably playing call of duty tonight and, and <laughs> messing people up there she like, wanted them sweets man that's she, all she wanted my my favorite charlie hole memory is still from the from the solheim cup european winning party uh in uh, toledo yeah so there and she comes downstairs and she's wearing like a full velour like tracksuit like, pajama set yeah and like all of her teammates <laughs> dragging her out on the on the uh dance floor and she's you know she begrudgingly broke it down and then headed back up to play more I, video i games. think the misconception based on her instagram and you know maybe some of why we're building her up is like she's just the life of the party but i think she's actually pretty shy um and i think she's a golf sicko and i think she's a golf sicko i know she's really good friends with georgia hall and yeah, I just I don't know. I she she's always been somebody we've kind of us. rooted for because she's such an interesting person, right? This this juxtaposition between her online persona and you know how she goes about her golf and there's and, so much going on when she's over the ball. Yeah. yeah oh god, it makes me anxious. It really it, does. It, it was a it was it's gonna be one of my favorite rounds of golf. For the entire year, it was it was a true pleasure. We called it yesterday. We said, "Hey, this is going to be our bad girl group." Yeah. Overall, what do you think happened? She came out. It's sixty six. Proper did. I mean, if you would have told her this morning you're going to go out shoot sixty six, she'd say, "Yeah, that'll probably put me there." Now we were wrong on Angel shot seventy seven. We thought they were either going to raise each other up or bring each other down, which might see them go that divergent. Which might speak to how bad charlie is like bad in a good way you know yeah. she, she may have alpha angel angel didn't putt well but um i and i will say cody on that note the 66 today no woman had ever shot 
uh, seven under or better on Sunday in the U.S. Open, and she had a putt on 18 to do that. Didn't make it, but, man, hell of a round. Like that that drive she hit on 16, like she took less club and still she just smoked it. She was putting extra. She's like, know. at one time, she's like, oh, I think I'm a bit pumped. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, well, anyways, back to the, the caddy. She's underneath the tree, and she's got the three-wood out, but it was even in that moment, she's just like pretty, like, ask the caddy bluntly, like, do you like this play? Like, like, talk me out of this. Like, I, I'm willing to be talked out of this, but I, like, I want to hit this. And he begrudgingly, I don't think he actually liked it, but he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Hit it. Uh, but it was just, it was awesome. It, it was very, I still wish it was, they could have done more with 18 to make that, yeah. that element there of somebody making a charge, maybe with the potential to get there in two. I don't know why you don't. I mean, I really don't know why it becomes a double layup contest. That, that was the, vibes. that was the biggest miss on setup in my opinion was was not having 18 be an eagle opportunity. Even if you want to do that, you can bump 14 back. Right. Like today and and bump 7 or bump 18 up a little bit. And make know? make two a lot more, you know, make up for it other places, but not not having not being able to see those three woods and hybrids uh attempting to be hit into 18 was yeah. a bit of a shame. I'm keen to see if Charlie cuz Charlie didn't come into this playing great golf. She'd missed few cuts in a row keen to see if she can kind of use this momentum i, I hope it's a springboard she mentioned yeah. in her post-round interview uh she's really kind of refocused and and has been working on her game and this week things really clicked and she felt good so yeah ho hoping hoping this is a sign of big things to come uh maybe a strong home game yeah. at the women's british open gi shin I don't think we have to spend much time there. Speed it up. Great week. I don't think we have to worry about her. Is what yeah, Brady yeah, yeah. Great week. Like, really Incredible. Uh, this, which, it's weird. Like, we're all relatively new to following women's golf. Did not know before this week that she was a former number one and a two-time right. uh, major champion. It's just kind of Listen, a weird. Hand up. Did you hand up last night, that. too, when, like, I don't know if it was Cody or, like, like rolling through all, or no, it was you, Her Randy. worldwide wins. Rolling through all of her worldwide wins and, and yeah. JLPGA and KLPGA and all that. It's crazy. Uh, NASA, I was expecting a lot more from her today. Peak too early. Yeah. Um, Rub the launch. Huju Kim, do we have to revoke yeah, well, I was her pretty, license to kill? Pretty disappointed in that. I, 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 you know, just because you've killed before doesn't mean that you're a killer. I, I think I think we're gonna bring her in from the field. She's gonna be on desk duty for a while. Yeah, we're we're removing her sidearm. I think we gotta talk about Bailey Tardy. Yeah, I thought I think we all thought the Tardy party was gonna run out of steam a little bit more. I I could have sworn they were running low on food. You know, I mean, beer. We, Go ahead. I come sorry. back here. Who, who? When was the license to kill given to Hyoju Kim? Like uh, that I one major when, like, when we were in Korea. Just like, yeah, but oh it's. A, it's one major, and it's a, the one of the fake majors, and I, she had I know. a couple very close calls she, listen, between the swing and just the. She looks the part. Yeah. Okay, but I okay. Her parents I, have I'm a great ask for restaurant. That's that's on you guys. Beef. Think. No, that's on us for sure. Okay. Listen, right. it might be the first time we've ever missed on something like that. Yeah, I think, I think Bailey Tardy T four. That's a big, big, big result. Oh, for her. I mean. <laughs> Life changing <laughs> to where, like, like you know, even even not fading away from T four to twelfth or something like that's 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 a massive win for her. And guys, and shot seventy five on Saturday, and then 
73 today and and didn't didn't back down i think she you know she played got off to kind of a mediocre start she was two over through three today and it was then, shaky and then came in and played you know one under her last what 15 holes yeah so the what biggest paycheck was thirty thousand dollars prior to this week and she made like 470 grand this week biggest oh, paycheck yeah. of her career was a win on the epson tour for thirty thousand dollars that's what i mean it's yeah and she gets to come back, you know, automatically qualifies next year. Um, I, I think just her check this week would have been inside the top 60 on the LPGA official money list last season. Wow. It's it's crazy. You know, this is a rookie year. We, we talked about earlier this week. She went through a lot of near misses on the Epson tour where she just missed her card one year by $343. Um, she's immensely talented. That was the theme of the week. I think anybody that knows her and has seen her play a lot of golf, she's a flusher's flusher. And it was always a question of, is she going to put in the work and does she have the dedication to maximize her game? And hopefully Things are pointing in that direction. And like we said with Charlie, you know, ideally this week is a springboard for her. Uh, Ayaka Furue. I'm not going on the leaderboard yet. I'm just, we're getting through the T6 people. And then I just wanted to say her name Ayaka Furue. Furue. Well, good weekend. Um, Solly, let me ask you this. You watched a lot more of the broadcast than we did. How, let's talk quickly about NBC and what you liked and what you didn't like watching from home. I liked, they made it feel like a major. It felt different. It was, uh, I said this on Thursday, but it was, it was a far cry from the Chevron oil spill, uh, the, 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 the alleged first major of the year. Um, that there was different gravitas to it. They did all that. I thought it was, it that part was really good. The lack of commercials just changes everything. Really. I struggled to, I had to take the trash out and I'm like, running to take the trash out to get back because they just wouldn't take a fucking break. Like it was, that part was great. Yeah. Uh, I, Oh, the drone images were fantastic. It, um, it, they did pebble justice for the most part. My critique was they needed some more cams out there and be able to like the ability to follow more rounds. There Hard was still cams or soft cams. The, the, the hardest, uh, softest of cams. Soft, it, yeah. The, the tower shots did nothing. And I, I tweeted this, but it was, there's an image of, um, of Allison lining up a, putt, a three and a half foot putt to make a par on the 11th hole. And they started with the tower cam and then switched down back to the, the ground cam to show that her putt was outside the hole from three and a half feet. Yeah. Like that is the challenge of Pebble Beach. That's again, that's like not why a ton of people tune in, but that's what it is. And they, they, they lacked that touch on the ground. Um, they didn't have very many announcers this week. I know they had some extenuating circumstances and whatnot, but uh, just felt like they didn't have the on-the-ground reporters to go follow groups and to have the cameras to go follow them, uh, which is just was that part was tough. But overall, I thought they did this. They did, did Pebble Beach justice. Uh, it gets a, a a positive thumbs up for me. I wouldn't give it two thumbs up, but um, it's 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 kind of a it's a drill tweet. It's a it's a you do you do quote have to give it to them a little <laughs> bit on this for for not completely fucking it up, but that's the, the level of standard they've set. And far better than the, the last major too, the KPMG. Oh yeah. It's like, it wasn't even close. Th this, is, this is the week that truly I tune in. I'm like, Oh, this is one of the biggest events of the year for the women. Like no doubt. I, everything about the broadcast was signaling that grant Morgan, no Morgan, uh, she, she yeah. came in late. Yeah. It, just unfortunate. Karen Stupple's, 
our best wishes to her. I think she's got uh, some real sickness in the family she had to attend to. So th- it was a bit of extenuating circumstances with some personnel. Um, yeah, Solly, I think, listen. Don't forget about Woody. Continues to crush it. John oh, Wood. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. The best investment NBC Sports ever did for golf. Yes, yes. And I guess my point is, and I, I hinted at it last night, was – NBC's broadcasting every women's major and not every women's major looks like this. So that leads me to really conclude. It's not really NBC. That's upping their game this week. It's the USGA Mm -hmm. and their partners, Rolex. I'll I'll shout them out. Rolex, Cisco, American express who have made it a point. Lexus, (laughs) Lexus. Yeah. Lexus. Uh, They've made it a point to, to have this tournament look and feel Deloitte. Deloitte. Uh, to look and feel the way that it does and good on them. I think the USGA has done a really good job continuing to build up this event. And I would look at the other national golf association, the PGA of America. And I would say, Hey, I think it's kind of on you to try to step your game up to what the USGA is doing. And the KPMG is good. And it's a great experience for the women. And there's a lot of really good things about it. But when you tune in as a viewer, it does not come anywhere close to feeling like this weekend felt. You felt like a that's, lot of glad That's like handing. PGA of America, right? If, you're, if, if it's USGA that we think elevated this, then like, hey, PGA of America, it's time to step up and start treating that event like it's your yeah. biggest uh, women's event. Which it Now, how much is. of this helps that Fox basically paid a bunch of money to get out of the contract and then NBC's well it doesn't help the men's side so I re- I don't yeah. I refuse to That's true. acknowledge that so um, it, and I will say you know I'd say the same thing about the RNA they've been the latest to the party you know they've yeah. <laughs> where have you guys been but they're <laughs> but also like the the women's british open like wasn't a wasn't a that's, major until that's how late <laughs> to the party they are <laughs> that's, that's what, what I'm saying no, I know yeah. that's what yeah. I'm like they're shit. starting from a from a place of like this wasn't even a tournament. Yeah, it was the Weetabix. Oh my God! You know, it was like a just a rank and file let event. Right? Yeah, Code Man. Yeah, I just think that we talk about it all the time that LPGA events begin to feel like very routine, right? And yes. even like Chevron felt that same routine. KPMG felt it a little bit differently, but like barely. I would say like with with a like lowercase b. And possible. the venue helps, right? And sometimes like routine is very good, and sometimes it's like it suffers specifically on like big events like this. Do you know when like routines usually help though? When you use AG one, our next ah, partner is AG one, the ah, daily foundation doing it nutrition Boy, supplement doing that it. gives you whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I, I literally do. Yari and I both drink this. We crush it. I love it. I gave AG one a try because I wanted a boost of energy, immune system support. And I just can't get into a habit of taking those pills. And Can vitamins. I say that's exactly where I am. I remember a few years ago, you were insisting that we all get our our lickies and chewies. Absolutely. And I just cannot get into a routine of taking a pill. And so I found AG1 to be a much, much better daily routine for me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I drink it. I drink my AG1 when I first thing in the morning. It's the first thing that I start out with. Makes me feel good. Ready to go. Like I'm ready to do something. You know, it's doing something good for my body. Funny story. Yeah. I got home from a trip. A couple months ago, big, big thing of AG1 on the counter. 
I said to my wife, Alex, I said, Oh, you, you know, you found the HE1 back in my office that, you know, I've been putting in smoothies. She's like, No, like I just, I've been buying this. <laughs> like, well, at least use our, Did you use the code? Use our code, please. Man, where, where like, did they find that code? Exactly. Man, everybody's looking for gut health. I, I, I like where you guys are going in your household. But like I said, I drink it every morning. It covers all my nutritional bases for the day. Literally couldn't be easier. That's why I trust AG1. I mix it. One small scoop with water, drink it first thing, and you're done. Uh, I also like that it costs less than three dollars a day. Pretty good, if you ask me. It's really well, efficient. And I'll say, habit. So, so Tron wasn't too upset with Alex because no. you know it's not breaking the bank. It could yeah. cost us, you know, less. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, it's a true win-win. Whatever it is, uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys are on the the bandwagon with it. I am. I know the Solomons are uh, as they get ready to make sure that their gut health is in peak performance. I know Eggman's over in the corner waving. He's a big AG1 <laughs> fan as well. If you're interested in a, com a comprehensive solution uh, that you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1. You're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and a free AG1, five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash NLU. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NLU to check it out thank you randy and i are getting plenty of vitamin d oh my god <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna be good for for months getting sunburnt, my man. yeah uh so just a couple more things on on the u.s women's open specifically we got chef tc is gonna do a a limited seating at leaderboard service tonight we're full uh, like we've gotten we've been, we stuffed three nights in a row like we've gotten so much no we're doing tonight. the we're word's doing, out people are clamoring to get to down the leaderboard restaurant with with chef tc um venue you venues matter you know i i think it this has been an, an a subtext of everything we've talked about Venues matter. Uh, I'm beating a drum, but so glad that Pebble Beach, you know, it took it took long enough, but we finally got here just like Mirfield last year for the Women's Open. It, it, it has to host the biggest women's event, and, and that's the U.S. Open. And on the screen now are our future sites. And I, I'm excited. Like, this plays a part in why people tune in and get excited about this stuff. We've got a great mix upcoming of we got Lancaster next year, which is they're going to show out. Yeah, That's like those middle market, game. those middle <laughs> market kind of outside Philly, great like places that because Pebble doesn't necessarily have the intimacy. It's a tough course to get around. Yeah, you know everybody's hanging out on six, seven, eight out there, and it's tough to get back in. I think Lancaster will be the opposite of that. Lancaster will be, you know, it's a it's a it's a Bill Flynn. I was talking to the Eggman about it earlier. Uh, Lan sorry, Lan he says Lancaster. Lancaster. Uh, uh, we got Aaron Hills after that, which is great. We got Riv after that, which would be fascinating. Cannot wait. We talk about context. Then we got you know Inverness, Oakmont, Pinehurst, Interlock, and Oakland Hills, LACC, and then Chicago Golf Club. That's I mean, which, good mix again. So kudos. Uh, but I think an important note of this, it's going to be, I still think it's going to be a slow transition, right? I don't think this like changed the game this week, right? I don't think it, it no. flipped the needle for women's golf, but I think the, the, the seeds that are finally being planted after just harvesting this for these forests on repeat are going to like shine through in probably 15 to 20 years, right? It's a long-term investment. It, uh, I just, if you scroll back through like the venues, 
like while we were growing up of watching of of women's golf the the u.s open venues were i mean pine needles has hosted a ton of these things which is fine pine needles is a good golf course doesn't and it doesn't move and it's not it's not to the level of like what, what's about to come. Go ahead and use that pun. I see you working. <laughs> doesn't move the needle. Doesn't. It, it's a great pine needles. Doesn't move the needle. We'll go with that. It's Indian an important. Board. I will say it's an important place though for the women's game, which yeah. kind of sets it apart. It does, but it's not going to change the interest level in in, right. in women's golf. Indian Wood Golf and Country Club in '94. Broadmoor Pumpkin Ridge is a live live golf course now. Like we're talking. Uh, read that list again, and then compare that to Pumpkin Ridge. Old Waverly, Black Wolf Run, Merritt Club, Pine Needles again. Prairie Dunes is awesome, but again, like that—that's kind of a, a yeah. an outlier in there. Back to Pumpkin Ridge, the Orchards Golf Club. I, I've never even heard of that place. Couldn't. Cherry Hills also totally fine golf course. Oh, Newport, no. Newport Country Club, Pine Needles again. Uh, then we're back at Interlock and Saucon Valley, uh, Broadmoor back again. I mean, Oakmont's been mixed in there from time to time. Black Wolf will Run again. Uh, it just has not been what's coming up, and yeah. it, it it's again, it's going to take a while for this whole thing to flip over. I think, but uh, I think it's something like that leads to. I think uh, what we see right now on the men's side is a product of huge, huge, huge corporate investment investment in the game, starting around the year two thousand with the Tiger Woods era, that has led to a whole new like a, the support of more men's professional careers. And it's such a competitive product that the level of play has gotten out of control good. And that's probably the, the women's game is probably 20 to 30 years behind that. And we're probably at the beginning of that, I would say. It's a series of 10 year, it's like Stalin, a series of 10 year plans. <laughs> Hopefully it turns out better than that. But. I'll, I'll say the other thing, TC, we're going to leave that right there. Uh, <laughs> I'll say the other thing. If, if, Sally, you said the, the corporate sponsorship. The big takeaway was from a viewing perspective, from from trying to add and, um, you know, you, you get people tuned in, you get golf fans tuned in. Having comprehensive stats is an important part of that. And I was going to say, I, I think from a viewer, pers- honestly, from the game's perspective, I think one of the most important investments any company could make on the women's side is trying to get, and I know KPMG, I go back to KPMG, but it, it just, it's not the same having caddies write it by hand, getting the shot links out there as much as possible. We need the volunteers. Yeah. That was wonderful this week. Um, what else before we, before we see anybody? I would say, I think the one thing I worry about is like, like an Aaron Hills, right? Is there, is that too big of a ballpark and it's not going to feel like there's that many fans there? For U.S. Women's Open, I think it's on Mr. Pie to to whip up the people, yeah. get them out. We there. had a bunch of people come up to us this week, and they're like, "Hey, I drove in from four hours away, or I flew in for this, or my, you know, like I brought my daughter down. Like it was, it was really cool to see. Like people, like the Bay Area, a lot of people came down from San Francisco, a lot of people came in from Central Valley. And so, honestly, Rose helped that. Like yeah. I would be remiss not to. Condi came out for it. <laughs> I mean, Rose. Rose had the biggest crowds all yeah, week by far and being that, that close to Stanford, San Francisco, that helped. Lastly on that, like the, yeah. the hope to come out of the parody, like with the superstar is, is Rose, right? Like it is yeah. that, that's the hope she's already garnered a, a level of attention that um, a lot of, like, I'm sorry to say this, like Allison Corpus is just not going to do that. It's just not the same, uh, not the same hype train. It's just not. No. And, 
unless she like makes us pay like if she did something totally mental and went and yeah. won yeah. you know but yeah uh can i cook for a sec yeah so tc welcome to chef tc restaurant down the leaderboard uh how, what are we sit what's our seating situation tonight We're just doing past hors d'oeuvres right i'm gonna sit down okay i'm just, I'm just gonna mingle okay. here all right uh i want to shout out maya stark for another solid 72 today Top 10 in a major. That's always good. And she was rock solid coming down the stretch. She got that wiki yellow. Birdies on 14 and 16. And it wasn't a backdoor, you know, just that's an earned, that's an earned yellow. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Uh, same, same thing Rose did this weekend. 72, yep. 72. Yeah. Um, C game top 10 and major yeah. for Rose is, is a good week. I mean, it, yeah. she's not in contention, but that was a good week. Uh, the Australian women kind of, you know, Hannah Green, Grace Kim, both, both closed through the line. Close strong. Um, gosh, what else we got? Yuka Sasso kind of, you know, recovered from, from a poor middle stretch. 70, 75, 75, Friday, Saturday, 71 today. Uh, we talked about Angel. We talked about, so Patty T had higher hopes for Patty T after a really good start this week. Again, I'm going to say any expectations you have for Patty T, I, I think it's your own fault. I, I think it's truly zero expectations right now. Leona, I, I expect the apologies from the Irish to keep flowing in. I've gotten a couple thus far. Yeah. We will, we will keep keep trying to get those Dis in. Very disappointing. No other way to say it. Yeah. Um, massive, massive uh, shout out to Jenny Coleman. Yes. 8768. <laughs> truly. 19 you know, strokes. I'm sure she was. I can't imagine how embarrassed she was yesterday, right? Having to put that out there, people talking about it on Twitter. To come back out and shoot 68 today shows Randy, me a lot. Good on her. You know what that showed me, Randy? That I think you ran out of holes. I, I really do. If you'd <laughs> yes. had another 18, if you'd had another go, who knows what you could have done after that 105. I mean, seriously. That Thank makes you. Me, that makes me view that whole round differently. Yes. Uh, good. I think a good overall week from, from Amari Avery. T48. She finished through the line. She shot 73 today after kind of a rough second, third round. I want to see Amari tighten it up. I want to see her. Yeah, she's got to she's got to harness. Yeah, she's, she's got to harness her her talents. She's got to learn to pitch. Yeah. Don't be a thrower. The corners a little bit. Yeah. All that. Um, I want to apologize on behalf of Lynn Grant in Sweden. Mm. Not what we were looking for. Made the cut. Um. Maybe she was beat up about people calling Ludwig Muehlberg. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, and then lastly, I want to shout out Monet Chun, who, another amateur, made the cut. She got vaporized by uh, Saki Baba at Chambers Bay in the USAM. Yeah, she sure did. And uh, makes the cut this week, finishes T-59, one shot ahead of Nelly Corda. I think that's a, a nice accomplishment And TC an under-heralded. Amateur when you say player. vaporized, I believe we're speaking 11 and 9, right, in that final <laughs> match. Like, truly, truly yeah. a vaporization. Yeah. Um, can I go one name uh, down the leaderboard here? Just a weird one to call out here after a T64 finish. After listening to, I think it was Thursday night's show on Nelly, felt like you guys were a little closing the door on her a little too early, right? And I think she we, shot 80 today. It, it's, it's not a good week and a, not a good summer run, but obviously, like, Back to what we were we were talking about a lot at, at some point this year. It was like this tight window of two majors back to back was a good chance for somebody to get in, get grab bonk, and get two of them. Like if you get a hot stretch right here, it's it's really good timing. But also when you're coming off injury, changing coaches, and you have these two majors back to back in a key stretch of the year, and you don't like have your stuff, 
it, it, it the door is not closing on Nelly. I, I'll just put that out there. I think this no, is a, a bad closing the door. No, we're, no, we're just, just souring. Dogs. Yeah, souring. We're just, I just I just wanted to. It, it, I, actually, this is more directed at KVV more than anything. Some of the questions were being asked. I felt like, hey, there's some time here. There's still some time. She's a fantastic player. It's obviously not there right now, but I I'm, I just wanted to draw attention to that. I'll now, say uh, the one I wanted to mention is is Janet Lin, Jiu Lin. She was very involved at KPMG a couple weeks ago, and she finished tied for 13th this week. You know, she's been playing excellent golf, and this is a very good week for her. You know, nothing more than that, but she keeps playing good golf. Yes, last thing before we before we move on, thank you to Roback, Woof Woof, Doghouse this week. Truly. Uh, like yeah, sincerely yeah. This, this was i i'd been looking forward to this week and being able to do something like this and their their help their support means the world so very 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 appreciative look for jordan and kvv's written stuff you can catch up on all that jordan great piece on allison corpus that went up this morning prior to the round you guys have uh, uh, Michelle Wee Annika situation from Friday here on the. Oh, I was going to yeah, yeah, yeah. transition to that. Um, did you guys talk about it Friday? We we did. We did. Does it need to be revisited. Yeah. First of all, I just I want to I want to give condolences, Sally. I know you're a big cat guy. Annika yeah. lost her cat this week, um, which you know people like people are asking if it was a false flag, if it was actually this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna say not even she could be that craven. I don't. I'm not really versed in let's, false flags. Let's, let's sit that one out. <laughs> let's, we can talk I about think, what did happen. I think Mike can let us know, you know, on Twitter what what's going on there. But it, it, it was bad it, having Annika there and Annika's whole deal. It, this, and this 18, was like her third third farewell. Not good uh, to the U.S. Open. I, I, I kind of shame on the USGA for pairing them together when she Not was kind never of. good to michelle at all yeah like to the point where you know it, it's like hey like what are we doing here this is michelle's moment i can't think michelle was thrilled to be paired with her you know it, it what's yeah. the history between the two i don't think i really fully know i just don't think i think annika, annika was, resented her you know here comes this child prodigy I, I think she was just always icy to michelle i'm not sure if there's much like on the record but just from talking to folks i don't think it was ever warm at all and then yeah and then you know the way it ended with the the rules thing whether or not it was a good drop or not just the whole the whole setting was just it's like just have some class. Yeah. Well, it, let's take everybody back to that second round, 18th hole, and tell them because not everybody caught that that live show. Well, so it's eight o'clock Pacific time, right? Eleven o'clock Eastern. It's Friday night. It's darker than our cameras it's, make it appear. Yeah. You know there aren't. Unfortunately, there aren't that many people left on 18 green. Uh, Annika and Michelle, I don't think had like made a birdie that day between them. Which shout out to Inji Chun. Inji Chun's <laughs> playing with him and like playing was well. in the tournament. And yeah, it's Michelle's send off. It's it's she had definitively declared many, many months ago. This is going to be my last event. Pebble is it for me. And I think everybody just wanted a nice moment with Michelle. Right. It was supposed to be a celebration. And judging by like Dan Hicks and talking to people like maybe this was Annika's last U.S. Open. I don't think anybody really knows. I, I don't think anybody would be surprised if she like played again. She could win a U.S. Senior Women's Open 
yeah qualify back in right and 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 she's just kind of there and and taking away from what should be like a great joyful walk for michelle and so annika comes to 18 hooks one left off the tee the pull camera, hooks one that's angle, important pull right hook. <laughs> pull hook the camera shows that the ball probably doesn't cross the hazard right and she should probably be dropping if she's gonna but, drop but randy it was an elevated camera how could we ever know so that's the whole thing annika's wants to go up wants like to claim it cross and none of this matters annika's son will i guess was heard like mom why don't you just drop another one and play like you're not making the cut like what are we doing well, Annika goes up. She gets into this. I won't call it an before, argument. It was more- before we leave the tee, though. She's already talking about like provisional, like, and then there's a, a they're talking with the rules official from the tee. So their story in in hindsight is that everyone agreed that it crossed up up there. But if you go back and watch it, like from the tee, they're all talking about like I don't uh, I don't really know if it did. Like, can I play a provisional? Right. Like, no, you can't play pro- like that's what was happening on the tee. There was yeah. not a uniform. Her husband's on Twitter saying it's a, you know. Yeah, he uh, seems really secure. Cut and, and dry. And, you know, yeah, my, it was cut and dry. My, we my all. super honest. Her her whole career's clean. Yeah, cool, Mike. It, so it, it was a tough scene. And I we all saw this. Like, I, I assumed it was Annika. Maybe it was Antifa. I don't know what happened exactly left of 18, of 18 hole here. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And well, anyway, it gets to the point where the rules officials finally up in the fairway on 18, just like Annika. Like, it's your call in the end, right? Like, you just have to make the call. So Please, let's get this which, over with. Yeah. Which, which, and it doesn't even matter. Like, I'm not even mad about her. Like, like, I think everybody was just like, Annika, let's go. Like, this is Michelle's final hole. Like, Inji Chun is in this turn. Like, let's, let's go. Just a window into who she is. Yeah. I think it was just really indicative of who Annika is. You, you have to respect the accomplishments that she's had on the golf course. But it, I, I think I think this is just kind of a window into her whole deal, and it's not good. And, and it's a shame, but it was a stark contrast with Michelle. And Michelle has been nothing but graceful. Michelle has, to her credit, you know, through a disappointing career, is happy. She's got a daughter. She's got a husband. Like, she's ready to move on with her life. She wants to stay involved in the game and help the younger generation. And ultimately like, that's what we should all take from, from Friday and from this weekend. But yeah, it just was, it wasn't the way anybody would have wanted that to happen. So it was just a shame. Again, it just goes back to like, dude, you're You're already seven off the cut line. And if, it, if there's any doubt about whether a ball crossed, just tee another one, just like, yeah. Should yeah. be another one. It, it's a horrible, horrible example to make for any kids who are watching at home and for just like how to play the game. And I, I, I know I get a little preachy when it comes to rules stuff, but like, man, it just this stuff is on television. Like we have it on footage. We had a person there with eyes on it as well that would testify like, yo, that ball was like not crossing. And it's like, what are we doing yeah. here? It's so unnecessary, such an unnecessary battle to pick. And it was a tough scene on Friday night. Hated all of it. I will say I'll plug KVV's piece on Michelle yep. and you know where where she has come in her life. I think it's just a really like <laughs> lovely read, and yep. it's 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 timeless. You know, it, it P 
people can find it on their own time, but I, I'd encourage people to check out what KVV wrote about Michelle from, uh, from Friday, published Saturday. Bottom line, great week. Awesome week. Um, Solly, we're going to turn the tables here because we didn't really watch any PGA Tour action. So why don't why don't I toss the ball hosting to you and Tron and I will kind of just react here. I didn't watch a whole lot either um, other than having I, Lee Harvey Oswald and Adam Shank in my plays this week. I thought we had a chance for uh, for some for some nuggies to hit this today, but that did not happen. As Sepp Straka went out at the John Deere, uh, shot 28 on the front. And came mm. out and birdied like 85 more holes on the back nine. He was 11 <laughs> under par uh, through 14. Um, it is a par 71, excuse me, par 71. So he is par in to shoot 60 from there. Uh, he The 17th was a quite reachable par five that a lot of people were birding. So if you're that hot, we're counting that one to say like, all right, dude, one more birdie, either 15, 16, or 18, assuming you get 17 and you're going to shoot the second 58 in PGA Tour history, the first ever 13 under 78 or 58 in PGA Tour history. And he did not birdie uh, 15, did not birdie 16, did not birdie 17. Uh, now he's like, he was like up by a mile, up by five shots or so, but like, hey, you can make a run at the John Deere. Like you don't, you don't know how much is enough. Hits the fairway on 18, steps up and has claimed he was not thinking about 59 or anything. <laughs> and I refuse to believe it because he pull hooked an iron into the pond on 18, took an honest <laughs> drop, like a really honest drop, like farther back than I thought he needed to take. Um, chipped on, missed the putt, and made double to shoot 62. And it looked like he lost the tournament because mm. Brendan Todd was in shouting distance. Alex Smalley was in shouting distance, but uh, they just could not manufacture anything coming down the stretch. Brendan Todd three putted the 16th hole, which was like his first, I saw the graphic, his first three putt in 161 hole, 131 holes, something like that. God, uh, yeah, he's like one of the best, he's like maybe the best putter in the world. And that was a very uncharacteristic three putt. That dropped him from 20 under to 19, didn't birdie 17, didn't birdie 18. Um, and then Smalley also could not uh, make a threat down the stretch. So Straka doubles 18 uh, to go on and win by two shots. Sepp Straka was three over par. Um, standing on his 17th hole at the John Deere on Thursday. He birdied that one, but shot 73 in the opening round, shoot 63 in round two, 65 in round three, and doubled 18 to shoot 62 uh, at, the, at the Deer. Ooh. So the uh, that was the uh, – I, I learned the, um, the phrase. It, we've been saying mule run. Uh, I believe it's mule uh, pull. Is is actually the uh, proper phrase? Uh, somebody DM. I hope I got that right. Mm. Um, that to, no, that's not right. Is it right? Somebody's going to correct me on that. But um, T, question for TC. I believe Seb Straka is Austrian. He is. He's Austrian Valdostin. Are, are we? Where is he on like your Ryder Cup radar? He's, I mean, he's getting in the mix. I think he does. He have to go over unless he's a captain's pick. He needs to go over and play. He's a he's the same affiliate member that uh, Ludwig is apparently. Right. So so to qualify automatically, you would have to be go and play a, a certain number of Euro Tour events. Whereas I think for a captain's pick, he's eligible for a captain's pick, but not for the. Is that right? I I don't know, but he. I what mean, what he can tell I, us? Yeah, I didn't it's mean to crazy. put you in a bad spot. I was more just like, theoretically. Like Podrick had wrong information. Like yeah, like, like Ludwig's eligible. He's an affiliate member of the DP World Tour, but I don't. I I, th I feel like eligibility. 
is treated differently for automatic qualification versus eligibility for captain's pick? Who could say? But something to look into. Sorry. I, if honestly, big, if I'm looking at like the numbers and and everything going on, I don't. I, I feel like Sepp Straka is like a case study of how people's eyes gravitate towards, oh, if you've won something, that must mean you're going to be on the team. When it's like, yo, like low floor. Sepp Straka is up and down. Like, I, yeah. he might be the perfect pick for the Ryder Cup. Like, he might have a crazy hot week. It, it, listen, if, you've, if you're 11 under through 14, you don't have to worry about doubling the 18th hole because you've already won your match. Like, we're not worried about that. But man. I would argue he, he's like the worst player because his floor is so low and if he shows up and like i doesn't have it he's just there's no way to know there's no way to know until like week of and again it comes back to like how do you how do you construct a a team the obvious answer is who do you think who are you betting on playing the best during the week of the tournament right i feel like euro's got a bet on high variance though like that's their only shot well i mean rasmus and ludwig both won today or both you know ludwig and rasmus won ludwig you know disappointing week and he finishes t4 at the john deere which the john deere i want to shout out the john deere it's john the fifth major awesome. crowds were awesome out there this week it's it's a like it's good it's cool i like the it. big digs awesome i saw all the little blares out there yeah it's a cool event but again like even even rasmus is like a case study like you point at it he's been like way below average like professional golfer over the last three months and below average over the last six months. Right. And like he wins today and all of a sudden it's like, well, now he's on the team. It's like, man, it, it just takes, I, I can subscribe to like the variants, like the young gun, like, all right, yeah. let's go Ludwig and the Hoygaard twins to fill out the team and, and kind of hope to See what we got. Yeah, yeah. Hope for some fireworks. I can su- subscribe to that, but uh, one hot week does not cover up like inconsistent play. And I, it uh it's a it's a very common thing on both sides on the american side and the european side of like pointing towards wins randy does it uh, habitually he's a habitual line well, me stepper. and uh my, my my guy sweet baby james corgan yeah. we're both all about those wins baby yeah like taylor gooch winning live events all of a sudden you know covers up his inconsistent major performance and you know the live events that he disappears at like it just is strokes gain doesn't lie like it just tells you who has played the best golf over long stretches of time but that also doesn't mean you're going to play great golf in the Ryder cup right so there is an element of like trying to find the hot hand find the hot pick find the right guy that's great for the format and somebody wants to play with and the partnership fits great and all these stats guys look at all this stuff and it's it's more than way more than just strokes game that they look at but um i mean i know jamie weir is gonna have him on the team because he's got 38 guys on the team but uh (laughs) i i don't know i i I, if i'm the european i'm like uh if i'm a european fan i'm asking for a little bit more consistency of somebody that's going to be on the team that's fair that's, that's fair. fair uh i thought cam young was going to have a, a bigger week he got off to a great start uh t6 for him jt poston good a good defense one guy that i think should have be a long look he should have a spot on the u.s Ryder cup team ahead of say jt unless jt starts playing well danny mccarthy i'm, I'm ready to have that conversation tc it's been a sustained, really solid period of golf. And uh, he was a favorite in this tournament. I had a play on him and didn't don't regret having to play on him at all. Like he's been played really freaking good golf. Over the last three months, he is like almost plus two strokes gain. Like that's that's like can't lay Xander level of golf. Like that's the standard that they set like year round, which is pretty incredible. But it's been that good. Can I go back some real quick? What 
You said something earlier today about Cam Young. Where, where are we on Cam Young? Uh, so the he, we said he needed to get unplugged and plugged back in. He is plugged back in, but like the system's still like reboot. You know, like when you reboot the system. It's, do we need to do we need to restore factory settings? I I'm just yeah. I'm concerned. So there were some golf ball changes. I, I hope I have this right. He has very recently put the left dash back in play, I believe. Mm. Um, and I don't know when he changed or I have to research that, but I, I I did read that that he has changed back to a golf ball that I think he had success with. Again, I could have that very wrong, but that may be something worth worth noting and following. So I I'd like to also shout out Chairman Chairman Mao. Yes, Bill Mao. <laughs> You've gotten a Stalin reference and a Chairman <laughs> Mao reference now, for the record. Uh, Thor Bjornsson shot 63 this week. We got to talk Ludwig. Like, we have it. You can't just skip past your boy Thor, here. What the hell? He played like shit on Saturday. People were calling him Mulevig, Aberg. Um, which, is, which is wonderful, for the record. It's like he, the guy is, he's a stud. Like, we haven't even seen, he, he, he putted his ass off today, didn't putt well the rest of the week. He's not hitting his irons great over the last month or so. Like we're not seeing his A game and he's like, I, making waves out there. He, like just be patient. I, I had so many people come up to me today asking, can Ludwig put four days together? I think he can. I think part of it is he needs to be on harder courses. He's competing on courses that aren't necessarily like he he doesn't hit the ball to 12 feet. He hits the ball like 15 to 20 feet a lot with his wedges. Like he needs to tighten that up. Um, but overall, like he's played what, like four events? He's played four events now. He's 140th in the FedEx Cup. I'd like to correct the record. Uh, it was left dot ball that Cameron Young was playing, not mm, the left gotcha. dash ball. But mm. um TC, I I really liked what I saw out of Ludwig today. Thank I mean, you. it's it's That's big of you. The driver is a serious, serious weapon. I mean, I think he's going to challenge Scotty for being the best driver in the world. Um, and I, I, I'll say too, uh, young young hitter Madeline Sagstrom, her fiance Jack Clark on the bad on the bag for Ludwig. So you know, we we like that profitable. Uh, that's going to be a profitable uh, place to be. I have a feeling. Yeah. Um, Putted well this week. He was playing offense. I saw some controlled wedges out of him today. Uh, Hoover, I know you've you've already hoovered up all the stock, but if they issue more stare, more shares at any point, I'll 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 take some off your hands. I'll cut you in. It's a dividend stock too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, no crypto buys though. No yeah, crypto. Yeah, you, can't, yeah, no crypto. you can't be putting down yeah. no coinage for that. There's Bitcoin um, and there's crypto. Well, we've been over this. Okay, it's it's two different things. I wonder how those USGA NFTs were going this week. That's a great question. Are there USGA NFTs? There were. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. For like what? Like what are they? I heard they were worth twenty billion dollars, according to Phil. They Mickelson. were. They were. They gamified one them. house at Pebble Beach. They were worth one house. At Pebble Beach. <laughs> they gamified them. Um. Anything else from the deer? Um. What else do I have here? Sorry, there were so much, so many deer running around Pebble Beach inside the gates. I, I was so worried we were going to hit one this week. Mule, mule deer. We saw bucks. We saw does. We saw it was crazy. I didn't get to hear about hanging out at Nance's house. How was that? Mm. That was that was for the personal collection. Yeah, Jim okay. Jim made a point. Guys, leave the camera in the car. We're just hanging out as friends. I'll say he's got a nice setup. Almost though. made a couple of aces. <laughs> no hole in ones were had. It was a yeah. great no time. No hole in ones were had. We didn't get on the the well, hole in one. Uncle Jim, you know how it is, Solly. He he remembers our times very well. He's he's a great guy. 
very, very hospitable of us. He's, we, he's very impressed with Ludwig, too. Yeah, yes. big Ludwig fan. Uh, we all wanted to get on the the. He's got a rock displaying anybody who's ever made a hole in one on his uh, replica seventh hole at Pebble. None of us joined it. Guys, I hit like 70 balls trying to make an eighth <laughs> back in February. Like, I think he was borderline. Like, okay, man. Like, it's, it's, I think TC it. was, the, well, we all had scares. We all had scares. I almost put it down the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> flew it, flew it directly into the hole. But he's, he's, he's working that bad Santa ball. Very the bullish crazy back there. It swirls. Yeah. It is very swirly. bullish on Los Jaguars. Nice. I'll yeah. be making some Jacksonville trips this year. They're not a part of their, their no. AFC package. Yeah, he will, he absolutely <laughs> he will, will, not, he will not be coming to Jets. <laughs> um, on, on other PGA Tour fronts, uh, it was announced this afternoon, Randall Stevenson will be stepping down uh, from the PGA Tour board. The former AT&T executive uh, resigned his position on the PGA Tour's influential policy board in a letter dated Saturday writing he had serious concerns about the tour's controversial partnership with the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund. This is from the Washington Post. In his resignation letter, he said the framework of the deal is not one that I could objectively evaluate or in good conscience support, particularly in light of the U.S. intelligence report concerning Jamal Khashoggi back in 2018. He also had some things to say about the like governance, of, like the way it came together. Uh, shout out to the Washington Post for some a good scoop on that. I think uh, this feels like a big deal to me. It it really does. I, I think there was not a like iron. I, I think they just kind of. The four, the four other independent directors on the board basically get to pick the next, you know, board member with the consultation of the player directors as well. This kind of feels like a little bit of a mutiny in Jay's. That's, I mean, this guy's that's exactly what I was going to say. One of the, you know, largest companies in the world. Uh, he's also destroyed probably more shareholder value <laughs> than any individual <laughs> ever. Um, like, I mean, literally, like the Time no, Warner deal, know, and the, it's crazy. I know. I know. Um, but it, like, it it definitely feels like something that's it's like Jay needs to probably, and then Jay's coming back this week. But so, if you say it feels like a mutiny, to me, it feels like an opportunity for the tour and the loyalists there to consolidate more power. Right? It's not a no vote. Well, it's all right. He's getting replaced by it's somebody worse than a no vote, though, right? Because it's it's basically like it's like a protest. It's like, hey, like I like that's a message to guys on the tour. I, in my opinion, here's how I see I it. Was, it is yeah. it is going to go through. Like it, it's going to get voted yes, and rather than be a no vote and be you know on an island out there or be on the record with that and continuing on with this role, he would rather just not 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 cast the yes vote. He also not, might be trying to get out before it all goes kaput. That's the thing that I get too is like if you look at all the other stuff that's going on and all these other whispers and and you know people kind of making alliances and all that maybe it's I don't know if he's making a play for commissioner I don't know if he's if he's part of one of the other groups it just seems like there's there's a lot at play here especially when they announced that Jay's coming back this week and people didn't even know at the tour like this was going to be my Yeti coldest moment of the week. Well, we can save it. Like, yeah. So you know, or Cody, tell me, you want to do that now, or you want to? Okay. So yeah, like you know, Jay's been out in steamboat fly fishing for a month, ripping lips, and and you know, people people on the uh, yeah, it's, it's a picture of, of Jay there. Actually, I was up in steamboat. I snapped that picture. The uh, Fourth of July uh, weekend. You know, and and I think like people at the tour, like in the like executive level got like found out about the news that Jay was coming back via Twitter and the press calling them for comment. It just goes like, 
something's something's wrong a and lot is or, like, wrong a lot is not yeah. going well it is no <laughs> they hired a new pr firm in washington um i think the other pr firm that they were working or the other lobbyists that they were working with uh is now representing the 9-11 families yeah which is, which is tough uh i don't know i just i'm very keen i think the next month is going to be really interesting for the tour this week could be very interesting. Yep. Big, big meeting in D.C. on Tuesday. We'll see what happens. Of course, Jay couldn't come back for that. <laughs> yeah. But he's coming back later Captain, in the week. You know, it's Captain crazy. Ron. I think Captain Ron will do fine in front of in front of. I've actually heard Ron. good reviews from internal uh, at you Captain know, Ron's a dog from uh, from people at the tour saying the uh, one you do not trust or you can't. No, trust. he's like shout out three six mafia. Okay, he knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> He's not going to get spooked up there in front of Tom. If you're okay. listening by now. Oh, my God. It's been bad. <laughs> my boys are getting throttled here on the on the on the uh, on the Monterey. I know. Wi-Fi. Sorry. I'm sorry. We got a house guest. I told him to get off the get Wi-Fi. off the Wi-Fi. To to me. Uh, we're going to have an interview. If you're uh, probably up by midday tomorrow, uh, I interviewed uh, Senator Ron Johnson actually talking about the upcoming hearing on Tuesday, a bit of a primer. Uh, for that, I did, made all best efforts to get uh, both sides of the aisle represented. Did not hear back from Senators uh, Wyden or Senators Blumenthal. I, I, wow. I, I mm. did my best to make it a nonpartisan issue or hear both sides of it, but uh, spoke with Ron Johnson about what to expect from it and what government's role in it is in it. And so you can probably find that on your podcast feed by uh, by midday on Monday. So stolen valor, Richard Blumenthal. Yeah, hate it. Get your- uh, Sally, take me to actually. I want to shout out Brendan Quinn. Yes, for an excellent. Yeah, excellent that was really good this week on the live stuff. And he, the big scoop in there was Yasser came to the meeting and said basically, uh, you know, they're they were dropping the litigation regardless of whether they came to an understanding or not, which was shocking. So, which means homeboy really did not want to go through discovery <laughs> yeah. or, or depositions or depositions. Yeah. Um, Solly, will you, can we talk about the Wimbledon picks? Yes. Mm. Um, there was some, a lot of picks floating around. I want to, I want to first talk about the, uh, of course, the Justin, uh, Jordan, Ricky ones, uh, our board Jordan. Um, I don't know what, if he's packing poorly or I don't know if he doesn't have, uh, you know, an iron in his hotel room. I don't know what exactly the situation was for Spieth. Um, but his, his TC, TC called him a ragamuffin. I, I texted Greller. I said, like, we got to do better. We got to wear better shoes. We got to, the whole thing, it just looked really, really poorly put together. I thought I thought Ricky and JT, Ricky especially, looked, looked resplendent. Yes. So props to them. Uh, and, you know, somebody else looked resplendent? Tommy Fleetwood. He did. Oh, my God. Let's save that for, for later, maybe, if, if, he, if he don't mind. So... <laughs> Um, uh, Sally, take us to the DP World Tour. DP World Tour. Um, I was watching this pretty keenly today. I was really pulling for our boy Richie Ramsey. Um, Big Shot Bob had quite a meltdown on the back nine. It was quite unfortunate. Made a triple bogey that would have been great for TC's Vision Fund. He yeah. totally tough evacuated. Tough weekend for TC's Tots. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we had uh, Richie Ramsey made a double bogey on the 18th hole. Unfortunately, he had a one shot lead. It's a tough 18th hole. It's kind of a circus 18th hole, but, uh, I've seen, I've seen that whole, that hole in Europe in a lot of places. There's a, there's a lot of golf courses that look like this, uh, around Europe. He, uh, then Rasmus Hoygaard and Nacho Elvira ended up in a playoff that went so long that, uh, American networks just abandoned it completely. <laughs> uh, it went off golf channel. 
And it said it was on golfchannel.com. It was not when I went there. And then wow. you had to go to NBC Sports app, not the cock, but NBC Sports app, which apparently I don't have anymore. I didn't think I needed anymore. Um, so I couldn't watch it. Why that. can't they put that on the cock? Randy, what do we always say? The cock will never help you. It's it's only contracts. It's contracts. It's never there's an added bonus. I don't want to support the cock, but having the cock out on course where I could pop an earbud in and watch the cock while I yeah. wander around the golf course was helpful. Air cock Randy was watching was so much, so much coverage from on the course. It was wild. Yeah. And shout out to Randall Stevenson and AT&T for the bandwidth That's out true. there too, right? That's true. That's shout out to my boy, John Stanky. All right. Uh, the Stanky leg. Uh, so yeah, Rasmus Hoygaard eventually won it. I don't know how, uh, but on the sixth playoff hole that took a, a long time, there was an update. And I was just like, dude, guys, American TV abandoned this a long time ago. Like, it, it's lost steam here, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, McIntyre played flawless golf for the first like 11 <laughs> or 12 holes and then makes a triple and then makes another bogey. And just like, can't what do are that. We doing, dude? Yeah, we just uh, can't do that. Nacho Elvira, Mark, Mark Warren, 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 and Kaye Samoya. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's Finnish, hmm. uh, qualified for the open. See, one of those F1 drivers. They got playing golf exactly. over there. Like yeah. Nico, Nico <laughs> uh, Live London at Centurion. Uh, Cameron Smith won the individual title. He missed a relatively short putt on the par 5 18th for par, uh, which would have forced a team playoff. I believe the first one in Live history. Between them and the Aces? Yes. Uh, everyone knows the wow. Aces, but not a lot of people know Stinger GC. And no, the, no, no, the Rippers. Not Ripper, Stinger. I'm sorry. So I, I, I'm getting there, man. I, I'm really trying to get into this thing, man, because it's so the longevity is obviously guaranteed here. Um, the Aces do get the team uh, victory. Um, TC noted here that sixth place finish for the Cleeks on the move. Um, the midfield battle is, is electric <laughs> right now. Cleeks beat uh, the Crushers. They beat the Fireballs. Uh, Torque is like just so inconsistent. Uh, and then... Uh, Guys, Smash finished 11th oh, in the midst turmoil. of this whole Brooksy Wolf mm. beef. Uh, Wolf finished last place, DFL, mm. behind Siwon Kim. Siwon, by the way, Siwon Kim has, I think this was the first time he hadn't finished in last place all year. He's made almost a million dollars on course this year. These, things are healthy. That's, things are healthy in pro golf right now. What a world! That's incredible. I feel like they should get uh, Derek Bell in, do a little operation shutdown. He could teach him the finer points about just quitting on your team. Yeah, uh, in the midst of a season, but things are things are percolating between Brooksy and Wolf. The fact that they haven't been able to to arrange a trade yet. I mean, can you, you know, trade? You would think, think that there's no mechanism managers and the GMs would be, no, there's no know, mechanism. The hot stove seems to be non-existent. Well, I mean, his, his, uh, his cap hit is just too big. I mean, it's, it would, you know, there's not a lot of teams that had that much trade exception, I think. Well, and now we've got this, this first apron and second apron. Right. And, right. And John Hollinger was walking us through it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I know. What would on a more serious note? What'd you make of Brooks calling out Wolfie publicly, and some of the reaction? I was, I, I well, let me just ask you, Solly. What what'd you think of all that? First of all, I still will maintain like this is probably the most interesting thing about Live. And if you had a team format with all of the best players, and there was dynamics like this going on, I think that would be legitimately interesting. Um, it's a it's a very real beef if you get, haven't been able to tell by them just like removing Matt Wolf from their social channels several weeks when things blew up uh, in DC um, and they I guess they couldn't move him and now it's just this awkward phase of 
they got to play this out and, and finish it. But Brooks said, yeah, I've basically given up on him. He's wasted talent. Um, I I'll, like everything with Brooks. I am always crediting him for actually being uh, someone to speak out in the media and give us things to talk about, but probably something that could have been kept behind closed doors if I was a team leader and uh, wanted to, I guess, recruit people to play for your team in the future for as long as this thing exists. But uh, it was, it's a lot of people asking, is this fake juice to like made up by live? No, it's not. It's no. a, it's a very real beef. And uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting dynamic look into what could be interesting about team golf. Uh, it just will never be interesting at the scale with live yeah. golf. Do you guys see the flash mob? <laughs> oh, did I? Of course. Did it, saw the flash mob? Yeah. God, what's, what's the, uh, <laughs> Well, what movie is it from the tweet with a guy that's like just looking super sad behind the computer? Uh, somebody captioned a tweet this week that was just like the live simps logging online one more day to defend this stuff. <laughs> it got me so good. Uh, this one got that from Dirty Mike's Twitter. I'll, I'll tell you what bothers me a little bit about it is like it's it's cringy. It's lame. It's it's you know, it's all of those things. I kind of resent the the live boys and the live stands wanting to like heads we win, tails you lose situation where it's you know, anything bad is actually good because it's like those advertisements on the bus benches, like see you looked. Uh like <laughs> I don't know, man. Like if we can't call anything like dumb and stupid again, like what are we even doing? It's like that drill tweet, like moron nothing matters <laughs> yeah. so there's no such thing as good yeah here's the difference I, I we're know. all we all always get accused of of whatever standing for the pga tour like the difference between us and them we will make fun of this exact thing whether it happens on the pga tour the dp world tour or the live tour and the fact that the live boys like rush to defend this is like all the window into all of this that anyone needs to see of of the, the discourse it's involved. a tell it's so stupid deeply unserious people code man what what are you gonna say we also got the 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 portraits right yeah we got the portraits that's where i was gonna go next look at these like i, I can't make this up that they thought i guess these portraits were gifted to every captain solly oh, cool cool duke <laughs> Brooks great. looks exactly like him I mean, Cam, Rory, Sir, Rory, Rory Sir Cameron looks just like Rory, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Lord Bubba, he actually—I mean, I kind of dig that actually. That ain't it. Duke Bryson's just not having it. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just a silly week all all together. I don't understand. Like the the like Randy was saying. The, oh, of course you guys are making fun of something. Holy cow. Talk about golden hour on a live show. Yeah. I just realized what we <laughs> have going on behind it's us. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. such good light here. Do you know what happens? Like you guys, I'm sorry. You're sitting on I the know, bench. Getting you're getting blasted right now. Do you know what helps that though? If you have some nice cool water that you drink out mm. of your Yeti Rambler. That's mm. right. The 18 ounce Rambler <laughs> is your <laughs> oh, must have drinking vessel that should be immediately added to your bag. This tough bottle is double wall vacuum insulated to keep your water ice cold until the last sip. It's dishwasher safe, easy for cleaning, and comes standard with the chug cap lid. Show them, Solly. All right, that shatter or that chug cap lid is shatter resistant. It's a drinking spout that allows you easy pulls on the go. This, of course, is the Yeti coldest moment of the week. We're going to start with Mr. TC. I already Let's did go. it. I already did it. The, the, you know, the PGA Tour. Big J not telling anybody's coming back. Just just throwing it out there. Like, hey, Big J, I'm back. I'm I'm 
I'm writing a letter to the players. I'm stoked to get back. I've been ripping lips, <laughs> cutties, you know, rainbows, Browns, Brooks. Brooks, all those. We're back. Big J, I guess it's not till the 19th. 17th. Uh, 17th. Welcome back, dog. Uh, and congrats on yeah. the win today with uh, your heart with, out with, with Corpus. Yeah. Of course. All right, Solly, what do you got? Uh, this one goes out to my guy, TC. Um, I don't know how he does it all. I don't know how he's out in the West Coast and yet taking in Wimbledon uh, as well. Absolutely stunting on the folks. Uh, if you don't know, TC wears these hats, but only in private. God, you guys are sick. Guys. TC's a pork pie guy. He will never let us photograph him wearing these hats. We are. Uh, we had one video that we it was an awesome video that we shot and he realized we had one shot of him in the hat and he wouldn't let us publish the video, but he loves wearing these pork pie hats and he has for many years. And, uh, T uh, Tommy Fleetwood said he was thinking about TC on the back nine of the, of the RBC Canadian open have to think he was thinking about our boy TC paying homage to him here, uh, at Wimbledon wearing the TC hat. That is my Yeti coldest moment of the week. Yeah. You, you and what you and Solly and Neil and DJ decided, couple years ago like how'd you guys decide to just make that a bit that was d that was all dj we needed a bit everybody needs a good bit do you wear these hats no yes. I, no oh, yeah the only time i've ever worn anything remotely resembling that is when i did the hitter blanco thing. that's not true okay. wild world of golf at winter park you also did if we could pull that up oh that's true okay. <laughs> he, he's my wife's time. hat though he's been getting a little away from it in recent years that's right i thought you were a big felt hat guy going around gonna, oxford i'm gonna turn this one into a <laughs> A Thursday night in Oxford, Saul. You remember TC? Oh, you always sure. have a hat like that. Absolutely, trendsetter. You guys are more. <laughs> My coldest moment, of course. We we brought it up already. I didn't flash the picture then, but something's going on with with Jordan here. His suit. He must have maybe the jet was late or something like that. He didn't have time to steam it up. Annie, of course, you know probably has other things going on. They're all chasing kids around, but overall, just kind of a poor performance here from our guy. Wrinkly. Mm. Um, it looks mm. like he pulled it straight out of his NLU laundry bag. That was a nest gift from last year that people used to dump mm. on. Um, that could be the best gift ever received from, from a membership that you can join. If you want to join the nest, this is not an ad read anyway. Uh, shout out to Ricky and JT though, like stunting all over it. If people are going to take in Wimbledon, it's once in a lifetime opportunity, right? I'm jealous. They're I was doing it right. I would love to do exactly what they're doing. Uh, Cody, I know we weren't sure if I was going to still be on the show, so I didn't. We didn't prepare <laughs> graphics for a coldest moment for myself. Maybe Annika. I'm going off the cuff. No, I'm going LED De La Cruz yes! stealing three consecutive bases uh, on home. on three pitches, including home on uh, on Saturday night. The guy's just he's an absolute superstar, and he he makes me want to watch baseball, which is. Honestly, the highest compliment, statement. the highest compliment you could give. Yeah. It was, I was watching it live when it happened and I screamed like it was one of the most exciting plays of baseball I've ever seen in a close ball game, stealing third base. And then the, the third baseman was not covering the bags who takes a huge lead. The pitcher turns around to face second base and he took off for home, stole home. A lot of Reds fans in Milwaukee. It sounded like just screaming, oh. chanting Ellie afterward. He's 21 years old. It was incredible. They lost. They lost two out of three, unfortunately. But uh, unbelievable first half for the Reds. I still can't believe they're in first place. It's Sally, I do want to give a shout out to your guy Bob Huggins, mm. who uh, in a very cold moment uh, 
is now it's saying kinda, that he, he didn't resign. He may have taken some motivation from Monahan, which he's like, "I'm back, guys." Or from Monica, he or refuses from, yeah. to step aside. I never resigned. He, uh, what are y'all talking in about? In my defense, I was blacked out when I resigned, and I don't remember it. So I'd like to still be <laughs> a, the coach. Uh, oh, no, it's time. God. It's time, Bob. It's uh, yeah. yeah you ring it up. You're done. Strike three. Called strike three. I don't care if you resigned. It's uh, you're Just like, done. Go take care of yourself, man. Done. Go. You got to get right. Saw. You know what else? It's time. It's time for us to wrap this yes, thing up, Cody. It's been I'm so awesome, fucking proud of you, man. Unreal. Awesome, awesome week for us out here at Pebble. TC got us a, a rental house on. I know. TC. that way. This. Well, I, I blasted out. I don't hey, that. will you guys do me a favor? Go outside wherever it is and enjoy a beverage for me. You guys were awesome. Oh. You killed it all week. I wish I could have been there, but thank you for holding down the fort and uh, traveling across the country and putting all the uh, all the efforts you did into this championship. It was fucking awesome. Polly, do you know how hard it was? My bedroom looks directly <laughs> out at the 13th and 14th holes at Cyprus. Do you know how hard it was to just like wake up to that every day and be like, Cool. Not today. Not today. Yeah, not today. The tournament. <laughs> yeah. We also appreciate people sending us messages saying that, hey, we've also rented this Airbnb in the in yeah. the past. <laughs> Just to let you know, the, the frosted, the, glass, the frosted glass that's at the front of the house is not frosted all the way. So if you're showering there, just let you know you're going to get a little looksy loo from outside the outside the gate. So I think that's where we're going to have the Eggman out tonight. It's been a great week. Uh, you know, it's funny when you talk about investment in, in like women's professional golf at the highest level and stuff like that. There's not a lot of people that you saw out here. You saw the big companies. Obviously, they're supporting. But I want to give a shout out to our guy here, Andy. Everybody knows him. I'm surprised he didn't jump in when we were talking about the septic tank. I know he ah, was resisting hard. It was a great day. I mean, European Ryder Cup lock. He's going to have the whole team decked out in squares by the end of the week. What do you think about the mow line on, on four this night? Oh, God. I, I don't want to talk about it. Well, let's anymore. go argue about that outside. Yeah, with we, a beer. we can talk about that another day. But, you know, it was great to see the women at Pebble, but maybe, uh, maybe time for Pebble to do some updating. Don't leave me hanging Amen. here. Amen. All right. Uh, shout out to KVV and Jordan. Check out their pieces dropping uh, overnight about the women's open. Is that all? How was the pizza? No, KVV's already here. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Solly. Hopefully, Thanks, I did you, uh, you know, did you I'm justice so by, by man and everything. I'm sorry. I tried to keep the chef under control. He kept coming out with tasting menus. I couldn't control him. I kept it well. Tonight. Thank you to High Noon. Of course, thank you to Roback. Thank you to the listeners and viewers who were with us all week. Uh, next live show is not going to be next weekend. I understand that it's a designated event. The Renaissance is a real course. It's not a designated event. It's not a designated event. It's just co-sanctioned. Well, co-sanctioned, you'll see us next time at the I, uh, the British UK. I just want to say British thank you to you guys for yeah. giving, me a, giving me a nice place We're to playing stay the music. <laughs> I saw you. See you, buddy. Peace out. Good night, guys. See ya. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!